We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Areza. Carl Black. And William Wilson. Thanks, everyone. Boom, boom, boom. Now recording. More like now reboarding. Like so. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary friends. <laughs> Ragged Rock is over. <clears throat> the the um, phrase I heard someone say was guys and gals and non-binary pals, and I like that. <laughs> that is a good one. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to another Ragged Rock actual play. I am Ryan, and I'm going to be GMing this session. Uh, tonight we're going to be running Blades in the Dark. Uh, this is a uh, an off-night game that we're playing. It's part two of a one-shot. And you guys are uh, Dusk's Quartet. Uh, so if you'll recall from last time, our uh, quartet members performed a little job. Um, they were they were paid off, and they used the spoils from that job to establish themselves as a crew of assassins uh, in Crowsfoot, um, really in in uh, Charter Hall. Um, so why don't we go ahead, and you guys can introduce yourselves and your characters, starting with James. Well, really quick though, I have to admit something. What? Um, I know this is called Blades in the Dark, but I have all my lights on right now. Is that okay? Absolutely no. not. No. It's in the rules. John Harper wrote it. You must play in total darkness with a knife on you if you've got one. All right. Well, I like my lights, so. All right. Well, it was nice playing with you, Eric. Take care. He he legit left. Yep. I. Okay. I'm back. Oh, now he's back. <laughs> I mean, the only light in my room right now is from the laptop that I'm using to play this game. I mean, I've got my Maybe. eyes closed, so that's kind of like being in the dark, but... but. Uh, I'm just too lazy to go and turn the light switch on, so it's I'm just sitting in the dark. <laughs> Lays in the dark. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, I guess I'll introduce myself and my character now yeah, without any more rude interruptions from the Eric guy who has too many ands in his name and great twice. <laughs> well, I'm very great. Well, I'm James. I will be playing the Lurk. Uh, his name is Pierce Clave. He goes by Slash. I think you guys only know me as Slash. You guys don't know me as Pierce or Clave. Um, he is the stabby, stabby assassin guy in the group. Um, he is from the Dagger Isles, um, which is, you know, kind of in like, you know, he has like an underworld kind of reputation. Um, he, uh, he has a friend who is his, uh, like a, you know, accomplice, you know, a contact that is a beggar named Tilda. 
and he uh, is kind of rivals with uh, this guy who's also an assassin, uh, but he's not he's not good like at all. Like he's terrible, and he blames all of his failures on me. Because let's let's be honest, there's people out there that don't know how to take responsibility for things that they can and can't do. So you know they they, they blame everyone else, and they'll never move anywhere in this world because of it. Hot take. Damn. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, James. <laughs> um, all right, anyway, moving on. Let's go with Mr. Akos. <sighs> That's me. I'm that guy. I'm Mr. Akos, and I am Hi. playing the hound, Caro Savoy, who goes by Needle. Uh, he's a handsome man, but he's got a sad face. Uh, he wears a long hooded coat over simple clothes. He is a Severosi sniper, and his vice is faith. He visits uh, Sister Ilicil in the Temple Ruins, whatever that means. Oh, he's also got a pet hawk named Lucella. And he shoots people. Which he's people? a shooting man. He's a shoot boy. He's a shoot boy. And which people does he shoot? Uh, whichever ones he gets pointed at. Or <laughs> whichever ones them. he's paid to shoot. Just point him at someone and he shoots them. Fortunate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's That's not, he's like not fun at parties. I'd like you to meet my girlfriend. She's right over there. <laughs> Dude, you should you should have just gestured. That was, that was too much of a point. Yeah. He does not get invited to a lot of parties. <laughs> um, and finally, we have Mr. Eric. Hi, I'm Mr. Eric, and I'm playing Brandon Strathmill. Uh, oh, by the way, I hope you guys uh, also uh, are Patreons and get to listen to the pre-play, because I had a really great bit about forgetting my name or something in the pre-play, so fucking go listen to that. Anyway, uh, I, I'm playing Brennan Strathmill. He is a, a whisper. Uh, his alias is Wisp. Uh, he's got a gaunt face, ashen skin, a somewhat muscular build, and most importantly, a demon tail. Uh, he's a spirit mercenary from Tykeros. He is addicted to gambling. He plays the Dead Man's Gamble, where you gamble with years of your lives. And he could speak to ghosts. And he's got a tail. Don't forget that. It's very prominent. Um, so, uh, last time we played through the origin story of the Dusk's Quartet, or sorry, just Dusk Dusk's Quartet. Um, what do you guys remember about last session? Uh, we were hired to throw some demon blood in a spirit well, and we did, and we pissed off some spirits, and we killed some guys and made some new spirits. Yep. Right. Um very, very right. Uh, so you were you were hired by the Dimmer Sisters to throw what turned out to be a, a vial of demon's blood into the spirit well underneath uh, a steel mill, um, which you which you did, um, thereby corrupting the spirit well and um, 
bending any spirits, any any ghosts who fed off of its energies to be enthralled by the demon whose blood you threw into it. Um, so, so that's a thing that happened. Um, you, for, for your trouble, you were all paid, you were paid 10 coin and you spent a bunch of it in order to establish yourselves, you know, get your, get your lair, buy some fine weapons. Um, why don't you tell everybody, uh, what your, what your lair is, where your lair is and, and what you guys have decided to do with yourselves now that you are an established criminal outfit. All right. We are an established criminal outfit called Dusk's Quartet. We are a daring band of assassins. We, our lair is an abandoned and haunted house in Crowsfoot. Um, it is protected, or it is hidden, I'm sorry. Uh, and we also spent some of our money to get ourselves quality weapons. Uh, and we made friends with Carlos, a bounty hunter. Um, yeah. All right. We're, we're tier um, zero. We got no turf. We got no rep. But we're strong. Actually, I was going to say, with uh, with the coin you made last time and with the score that you did, um, you have five rep, but you also have five heat. Okay. Steam heat? Uh, Steam heat, indeed. Uh, we're we're gonna build up our rep. We're starting at the bottom is 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 what makes this 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 even better. We're gonna we're gonna make it to the top. Do we mark heat on our sheet or do you keep that? Because uh, the crew the heat. crew it's on the it's on the crew sheet. I see rep turf hold tier. There it is heat. You said we have five heat. Yep, five heat. Well, we're at five out of six. Re- so, what happens when our rep maxes out? Uh, nope, the rep track is twelve. So oh. the the way that the way that turf works oh, I is see it now. okay. Yeah, you you fill in the turf um, on the top of that track, um, and it means you have to have one less rep every time you level up, or every time you go up in tier. Um, so let's bring up the downtime cheat sheet, and we'll go through the rest of downtime. Here we go. Okay, um, so you guys got your entanglement. Um, you are being haunted by a ghost, um... I'm going to say that um slash uh where where do you where do you sleep? Like uh, bed made b- of b- like yeah yes like in uh in, in in the hideout or like before we had a hideout. Um well you guys didn't pick crew quarters as an upgrade did you? So you don't you don't actually have like sleeping quarters in your in your uh, abandoned house. Uh, well, you know what? I find a nice little area to sleep in our abandoned house. Maybe on top of the kitchen counter or something. Okay. 
Um, so you are you are in the house, um, you know, having a night of fitful sleep. Um, when suddenly there is a a, a really loud like wham next to you as something slams into the cabinets. Uh, it knocks you over the... Wake me up before you go, go. Yes. Um, and that's just what it does. It wakes you up. Uh, as you, as you fall off the counter, uh, you hear, you hear there's a, there's a plate or something that's left in the cabinets that just rattles. Um, and, uh, something screams at you. Get up! Well, what? What? Um, I'm up! I'm up! We're we attack! And I, I like I, I stand up and I have two knives and one knife in each hand. And I'm just ready, I'm just slashing at anything and everything around me. Uh, who's there? What's that? Come here! Uh, I'm awake. Uh, Don't touch you, my porch. You glance. You glance around and um, disappearing into a wisp of electroplasm. Uh, you see the crazed, angry face. Uh, that you recognize from that cavern underneath the steel mill. Uh, it was it was the man uh, who you who you left to die there. Um, he he locks eyes with you just before he vanishes, um, and and you think you hear him whisper something about how he'll see you soon. Um, before he's he's just gone, leaving you there in an empty room, holding two knives. Good. Shit! Shit! Shh. Eric, what was your character's name again? Wisp. Wisp? Wisp. I'm not... I, I'm sorry, are you saying wisp? Wisp. That's what I said the first time. I know. I agreed with you. Alright. Wisp! Wisp! <laughs> get, get it! Get your eyes! Wisp! Wait, I'm, I'm there? Are you? I didn't think we had sleeping cars there, so I figured I wasn't sleeping there. Well, nobody said it was nighttime or bedtime. I was just sleeping on the counter. All right, well, I'll just decide that I am there since it would be silly. They'd be, like, just denying it, James calling out for me if I... Well, no, I mean, you could not be there, and I'd be like, (laughs) shit. I mean, you could be like, I could just be... I just woke up, so I have no idea. So I'm just calling for you. You could not answer. Like, shit, we're... Where the hell is he? And I, I, I guess I'm like I'm looking. At, I'm like, shit. Let's when I, I go, let's say I would have I been start, there, but like I'm out for a nighttime stroll or something. <laughs> I have no idea what time it is. This place doesn't have windows. Um, this place also doesn't have daylight. And this <laughs> coincidentally is the moment that I re-enter. Uh. I walk in, uh, Wisp walks into the, the abandoned house, uh, fresh off a nice little walk. He doesn't, he, sometimes he has trouble sleeping because spirits come to talk to him while he's trying to do so. Uh, as I hear the door open, I throw one of my knives at the door and it just sticks into the door just as you, you come into frame. Well, hello to you too. Where have you been? I was out on a walk. Is is that not allowed? No, it's allowed. That's fine. Just not when... We have a ghost problem. We have a spirit thing. That's your thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
What's it doing? What does it look like? Did it say its name? Um, did it possess you at all? No, he woke me up and he was looking at me saying he was going to see me soon. And it was the guy that we left to die in those, uh, that, 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 uh, in the caves. Oh. Oh, that does seem like a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't lying. You, you got to stop trying to rehabilitate people that we've killed. They're lying to you. They don't want to help you. They just want to make our lives a, a living hell because we killed them. I, I just think everyone deserves a chance, you know? I mean, that's fair. Just not people that we've killed. They obviously just are trying to pay it forward or some or some or get revenge. I mean, we did kill them. Well, so you, you saw him or you just heard him? Uh, no, I legit saw him. We, we locked eyes. We had a moment. I, I thought we were going to kiss, but then he just said, see you soon. And then he left. Uh, um, can, can I look around and see if I would catch sight of any, or do I need to use a move or something to be able to notice spirits around me? Um, so that would be, that would probably be a tune. Uh, if you want to, if you want to look around with your, uh, ghost sensing eyes. Uh, you attune to the ghost field. You're gonna have to. I, remind... I, I recreate the scene in which everything happened and what transpired. Like I lay down on the counter. I fall off because I hear screaming. I mimic the the spirit of where he was, where he came from, and what I saw. And I I recreate his face. And I just be like, and I look you dead in the eyes, and then I try to put my head into a cabinet. Right. You're gonna have to um, remind me how to roll things, right? So the the way this system works is it's a fiction first system. You you say what you're what you're trying to accomplish in the narrative, and which approach you're using to accomplish it. Um, and then I tell you the uh, position that you have. It's either controlled, risky, or desperate. Uh, basically, the difference there is uh, the consequences are just a little bit worse if you fail. Uh, controlled, you can always like back up and try again. Uh, risky, you start to get into like mid-level consequences, and desperate means that things are going to go really wrong if you fail. Um, and your effect is either um, I think it's a full effect. Um, there's there's a increased effect. There's limited effect and there's zero effect. So basically, um, how how excuse me how um, how effective your um, your action is at accomplishing what you want to accomplish. All right. So I'm trying to look. Um, look for this specific spirit in the, in the description that, uh, James, that I'm sorry, that, uh, slash gave me, uh, I guess it would be an attune roll because I'm trying to attune myself to the spirits around the area to see if I could locate this one that's being bothersome. All right. Um, so I'm going to say that that is going to be a risky move. Um, and it will have uh, standard effect. Um, so the way the way it works is you look at the number of uh, pips you have filled in next to a tune, and you roll that number of d6s. Uh, you're looking for the highest roll. Um, if you roll more than one six, it's a crit. 
Um, a five or a, a six is a is a full success. A four or five is a partial success, and one to three is uh, failure. My highest. You just look at. Okay. Um, so in that case, I'm gonna say. You you walk around the house uh, doing your best to attune yourself to the ghost field, uh, trying to um, channel the spirit. Uh, you you speak to it. Uh, you don't you don't know its name, uh, so you so you address it. Um, you know, just as spirit, uh, the the spirit who showed himself to slash. Uh, please reveal yourself. Uh, we we just want to talk. Um, but that spirit doesn't want to talk. It wants to hurt you. Um, so as you're, as you're walking through the front entrance area, uh, the, the house is abandoned. Uh, there's, there's holes in the walls and the floor is all rotted and rickety and there's no furniture. Um, everything is, everything is covered in dust and ruin. Um, the, the knife that, slash uh through at the at the wall before uh begins to shake uh and it it suddenly dislodges itself from the wall uh and flies across the room and embeds itself in your arm um i needed that arm so uh take take a level two harm um you know uh stabbed and if you want you can resist that with uh a prowess roll. Prowess. Uh, where is prowess? Um, so that's the the middle level of um, the middle block oh. of of skills. Oh, um, okay. It's it's basically the number of dots in the first column. You see how there's a little line. Right. Right. Um, I'd like to try to resist that then. Okay. Um, Rip my teeth and deal with the stabbing. What do I do? Roll two dice again, just like the other one. Yeah. So you dots, you take two dots that are yeah, first. Yeah. Correct. And you're you're looking for your highest roll. Again, it's a three. It's a three. Okay, so you take six minus your highest roll in stress to resist. So. I was just taking two stress, and now that I've rolled to try resist it, I have to take three stress to resist it? No. You you were taking a level two harm. Oh. So you see yeah. under... Yeah. So so uh, harm my stress, has... My stress yeah. wouldn't have cleared from last game either, right? No. So then I take a trauma, I guess. Because oh. I'm filling up should... the last dot of my stress. You might want to take the harm then. Traumas. I'll take. I'll bad. take the harm. Okay. Um, so yeah, you you're you're stabbed. Um, there is there is a, a knife embedded in your arm. Uh, you hear the ghost uh, chuckle in amusement um, as you you know clutch it in pain. Um, 
the the ghost uh fades away it's 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 bloodlust seemingly sated for the moment but you know it's going to be back because uh you all killed it and it wants to torment you uh before it fades away i pull my knife out of wisp's arm and i throw it at him the the ghost not not at wisp oh good <laughs> i mean that's probably a bad idea Well, yeah. But he's going to fade into the wall and the knife's going to miss him. And obviously taking it out when you should be leaving it in is, is, is you know, first aid. But my character's not that smart. All right. Um, so so I will say that really uh, it's it's the combination of having the knife embedded in your arm and then having um, slash tear it out of the wound that gives you the level two harm. Um, the, uh, the ghost fades away and, and is, is gone for the moment, but you will eventually have to deal with it again. Uh, Damn it. You've got right. so many more knives and you had to use that one. It had your blood on it. I thought it would do more damage against him. Not going to lie. Don't know much about ghosts. One thing I know about ghosts is that they don't like it when you take a knife out of my arm when it's... Uh, I can't even finish a sentence. I'm in so much pain right now. I'm I'm very sorry. I don't... I'm not really good with first aid. I'm, I'm more on the other end of that spectrum. I don't know if I am. Uh... I'm, I'm not about saving lives. I'm about taking them. Great. Uh, it's a downtime action to to heal. Yeah. Um, so the way the way this works is, well, speaking of that, we'll go into downtime. So each of you, um, when you're at liberty between scores and find some respite from peril, you may pursue two downtime activities from the list below. Uh, you also recover all of your armor uses. Um, so during downtime, you may perform additional activities from the list by spending one coin or one rep for each. Um, so the downtime activities, you can acquire an asset, um, acquire temporary use of an asset. You roll the cruise, the cruise tier, and the result indicates the quality of the asset. So that could be like getting something for a job, um, uh, establishing a contact, something like that. Um, you could work on a long-term project. Uh, which is basically, you know, you say what you want to accomplish and we negotiate like a, a clock for that um, and you uh, you roll to uh, fill up segments on the clock that get, that gets you closer to that goal. Um, you can recover, uh, get treatment, uh, ticking your healing clock like a long-term project. When you fill a clock, uh, each harm is reduced by one level. Um, so Eric, if you see next to the, uh, next to the harm track, uh, there's a, there's a four point clock for healing. Right. <clears throat> so if you recover, basically <clears throat> you, you find a, a, a physiker or, you know, someone to stitch you up, um, and you, uh, they, they would roll for, um, for healing, um, when you fill up that that four o'clock, uh, each one of the, each one of the harm that you have is decreased by one level. So your, your level one harm would go away. Your level two harm would become a level one harm, etc., etc. 
I'd like to go um, do that. I don't want to be as in pain anymore. Okay. Uh, give me one second. You can also reduce heat. Um, so basically you, you like lie low um, or uh, spread some rumors, however you want to do it, to, to get the cops' attention off of you. You can train. Uh, you know, basically um, you you fill up uh, NXP uh, on, on one of your meters, and you guys have the um, the – enhanced training that will let you fill in two boxes instead of one um and you can indulge your vice to um reduce stress um so that that is how you clear your stress track um so eric you want to you want to recover yeah it'd be nice to not be have both this level one and level two harm yeah. That would be pretty good. All right. Um, so we'll say that uh, you find um, you find a back alley physiker in Crow's Foot uh, who who says that his name is Templeton. Um, like the rat. He. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he has, he has a bowler hat and a mustache, um, and he is very smiley and polite. Um, so he, he leads you into, uh, he leads you like kind of down a, down a, a disused alley, um, and, and through a basement door where he has what kind of looks like a, a barber's chair, uh, that is, that is stained in blood and has straps on it. And says, yes, yes, my friend, come in, have a seat. I, I see that you have a bleeding wound. Would you like me to take a look at that for you? Yeah, that's kind of the reason I'm here, yes. Oh, yes, yes, well, let, let me see what I can do. And I will roll your tear, and we'll see how he does. Okay. He's rolling better than I've been. Um, so he gets he gets a partial success. Um, so you mark two segments of the healing. Doesn't matter which two. Um, I usually go in clockwise order. You would do that. All right, I did that. Um, so he stitches you up and he says, uh, well, my friend, uh, that, that is about all I can do, uh, unless of course you would be willing to spend a coin, perhaps for some painkillers. Those don't grow on trees, you know, they don't come for free. I mean, at this point, I think I'm pretty much stuck into doing that because it's bad. I can't go in with this much harm. That's like the one coin I have, though, right? Because you said we each got one coin to actually keep from the previous for job. yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or you could spend you could spend a re- well. Let me let me put it let me put it to you this way. Um, you can either spend some more time recovering, and and that would use your second action. Um, and but I'll I'll let you I'll let you fill up the clock. Um. 
Or if you want to do something else, you spend a coin for the third action. I'll, I'll spend the coin because we'll, I also want to get yeah. rid of some stress. Okay. Um, so, yeah, in, in that case. You're going to do job and get some more money, so you'll get more Yeah. Money. Right. Um, in, in that case, uh, he, he hands you, he hands you like an old timey looking syringe, uh, with one of those, you know, uh, thumb push, yeah, thumb plungers with the, with the finger loops on it. Um, and a, uh, a dubious looking, um, pouch of, of powder, um, and gives you instructions on how to dissolve the powder and in, and where to inject it and you know what dosage to give yourself. Um, so congratulations, you've got drugs. And what do you want to do for your second downtime action? Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, you you. Well, well, my second. I mean. The seconds would be finishing up the healing, and then my third would be the stress relief. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess action number two is you you do some drugs, and you wake up like a day and a half later, feeling much much better. That's a long drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And then uh, for your for your third action, uh, you indulge your vice. Um, so so, so wait, where remo- where do I'm, you? So I remove my second level of harm. Um, so that the second level of harm drops down to one, and the one level harm goes away. Okay. Um. So, like, if you want to downgrade it, you might say, like, the, the stab wound becomes a, a, a bandage wound, and that's level one now. Okay. Um, so, for your, for your stress relief, where, where do you gamble? Where do you, where do you play the, the dead man's game? Uh, I figure there's... Maybe another believed to be abandoned uh, house in the area that, like, people who like to indulge in this kind of game gather to stay out of the public eye and while doing it. So, it's another place I know of, a little bit down the road from from our place, our unofficial place. All right. Um, so yeah, the, the scene, the scene is kind of, uh, low class. Everybody there is a little bit grubby. Um, there are some, you, you are at the lowest tier of, of skill level in, in play. Um, so it's, it's all, it's all small anti games. Um, most of the people are, are playing for, uh, for weeks and months instead of entire years. Um, Mm -hmm. But you that's, you that's take your seat, at, yeah. You you take your seat at the table, um, and and there's uh, the the um, the the game. The game is good. Um, so when you indulge your vice, you you take your lowest attribute. Uh, so that's uh, insight, prowess, or resolve, and you roll that. Oh, they're all two, so. 
do I have to like designate one? Like, is, is there an effect if I use a specific one, or is it just the lowest number? No, it's just the it's just the lowest one. So if uh, if your if your scores are all two, you just roll two d six and take the highest one. I got a five. All right, so you clear five stress. Nice. Did I so I did I do well in my game? Did I win like some time off of someone else's life? Um yeah, you you we'll say we'll say you won you won 6 months from someone. Um right. you you it's it's not enough like you you have seen games where people visibly age. Um But the how how do they transfer, you know, uh days or or uh, time in people's lives from one person to another. How does that uh, look? Let's see. I, I, I never took time to think of the actual process. <laughs> uh, Could it be like a life, like, 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 like a life locks type of spell where you can physically see people's life force transferring from person to person? Do they like? Uh, do they like put in a put it, uh, float an IV needle in you? Do they put like a collar on you with a with a tube that glows, um, and it like feeds into a central reservoir? Uh, do you do you actually like? Um, do you distill your life essence into like little little chips that you can bet, and then maybe maybe if you if you don't bet them, you eat them afterwards. I like the chip that, thing, actually. Yeah. That, uh, that's what I was going to lead with. Was like, uh, that, do you put your life force in chips? Like, like that's how you gamble. Like, I raise this many. Like, each chip is a different month or something like that, or a week. Oh man, I lost all my Februarys. At least the shortest one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I like, like the chips thing. I like that. Okay. I, I like the the image. I just came up with this one. Um, so whenever someone bets, uh, they reach out, they reach up into their mouths and remove a chip with of the appropriate denomination. You know, three weeks, <laughs> a month, and they place it in front of them uh, in the on the table. And uh, at the end of the game, you can you can either like save the chips or just eat them uh, to to absorb those those uh, amounts of time into your life. And there's always that one obnoxious guy who like does his month by only giving us days chips, <laughs> like counting pennies. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's all I have. We all know that's not true. You can pull whatever you like out of your mouth, <laughs> and this is what I like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so that's, those are, uh, those are Wisp's three actions. Um, who wants to go next? I guess I will. All right, go out. James will go. No, James goes. I about to say, you weren't even there. Don't even know. (laughs) Well, uh, from the last game, it looked, (laughs) from the last game, I, I was shaken. And, uh, I would like to cure that. So I guess it's only a level one, it looks like. So Okay. Uh, what, and uh, I do have some stress that I would like to relieve, so I was going to uh, indulge a vice as well. 
All right. Um, so you can you can also go to uh, Templeton, and he can give you some drugs for that. Uh, if you if you want to use him. Yeah, I'll go to Templeton. All right. Uh, hey, Templeton, yes, buddy. Uh, How are you, my friend? Uh, I did something silly, and now I'm, I'm kind of hurt. It kind of hurts when I do this. Uh, you see, ow, ow. Uh, you got anything that can help for that? Oh, what about a nice deep full body massage? You know, that sounds great. <laughs> do you have anybody that's not you to do that? You know I don't. Uh, fine. Okay, uh, he he uh, kind of like presses a lever and his weird bloody barber's chair um, raises up and goes flat. Um, he he gestures for you to lie down and then cracks each and every one of his knuckles individually. Uh, that's great. You can do that to yourself, but can you do that to me? I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm here for. Let's see how he does. Okay. Um, so he uh, does not do so well for you. Uh, so you only fill one segment of the of the healing clock. Um. So there's there's a there's a stain. In the in the chair that that you kind of like fixate on, and you can't really tell what it is. It's it it might be blood. It might be some other kind of bodily fluid. Uh, it's just kind of this really disturbing brown color. Um, and his it, Templeton is Templeton is not gentle with you. Um, so the the experience is kind of. Not as relaxing. Like he, you do get a couple of good like spine cracks in, um, but you're you're not quite all the way there. Jeez, oh, Templeton, I think I think I'm more I think I'm more like tight from like what you did. I I don't think I'm any better off. I think you made it worse. Well, well there's always drugs. <laughs> Would you like to buy some drugs? <laughs> they work well. So he's he's a drug dealer with a doctor habit on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you didn't. You mixed these ones right this time, right? The last time I woke up in the woods three days later and still don't know what I did. I don't oh. use that supplier anymore. <laughs> I, I swear, only the only the purest product. If I, I swear to you, if I wake up in a different town or a different village or in somebody else's house again and having somebody's husband chase me around the village with a, with a rake, I'm coming back here and I'm getting my money back. Comprende? Comprendo. Enjoy your drugs. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> He knows what's what. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, he he gives you he gives you the same the same setup, uh, an old timey like nineteenth century looking uh, works and uh, a, a dubious looking pouch of of powder. Uh, here we go again. <laughs> Going down the only road you've ever known. Yeah. Um, so are you, are you doing that as your second action or do you want to pay for the third? Uh, you know, I got a lot of stress. Well, I got five so stress. Wanna... Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, you pay him, you pay him your coin, um, and he gives you the drugs. Um, and, and again, uh, a day and a half later, you, you kind of, you kind of wake up next to, uh, next to Wisp. Uh, did we you know what I don't even hi Wisp hi same doctor yeah right I I hope I haven't lost that many days this time I it, just keeping track of time is terrible with this stuff yeah Trust me, I know. Uh, speaking of keeping track of time, I'm going to go gamble some of that time right now. You, yeah, go have fun. I, I'm gonna. I have my own things to do. I, I'll, I'll see you later. Uh, my advice is obligation. I I feel like I may have had something, but I can't find my original notes, so I don't remember what my obligation was. Um, so I have it in that you, you volunteer at a soup kitchen. Ah, yes. So yeah, I'm going to indulge my vice and do some volunteering. All right. Um, so you, you turn up at the soup kitchen, um, and they put you immediately to work. Do you want to, do you want to actually cook soup? Do you want to serve soup? Do you want to... Be soup? Well... Uh, I don't want to be soup, but um, mm. I don't know if I trust myself cooking soup because I I don't know what Templeton's drugs did to me. So I think I'd be this on the safer side and 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 serve soup to people and you know may, maybe chat with some of them you know help them lift their spirits. Okay, um, so just like I described to Eric, you you take your your lowest attribute and you roll that. Um, if your if your lowest attribute is zero, then you roll two dice and you take the worst result. Okay, uh, my lowest is zero, um, but the, the attributes are insight, prowess, and resolve. Right? Those are the... yep. You got it. Those are those okay. are the attributes. Yeah. So I have nothing in resolve. So I'm assuming I, that means I have zero in there. Yep. All right. So I'm rolling two d sixes. Mm-hmm. And you take the worst result. Okay. Um, what happens if you roll a pair of fives? Uh, then you take a five. Uh, so you, you clear five stress. Oh, awesome. That's exactly how much I had. Um, so, so funny thing, uh, you know, doing, doing good, uh, helping people in need, talking to them about their problems, um, lifting people's spirits is a lot better than murdering them. 
Um, and, and it makes you feel more, more connected and more human. And, uh, it, this, the stress just bleeds off you. And it, and it also helps that I, I have Templeton's drugs in my system. Oh yeah. There's, there's also, there's also that, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, you're still coming down off that, but, uh, Yeah. Um, and Needle, what are you up to for your downtime? Uh, well, first thing, I am definitely going to clear some stress because I've got like seven stress. And two, three, four, five. Yeah, I've got seven stress, so I've got to gotta clear some of that. Uh, so I'm going to the, the Temple Ruins to sit with Sister Elisil. Uh, and we're going um, to have... pray... Do you, do you have a do you have a forgotten god that you worship in secret? If not, uh, there is a there is a random roll table I can roll for you. Oh and, uh, yeah, sure, roll it. Let's see what it is first. Okay, let's see what we got. I got uh, a six and a five, so that is the lost crown. Oh, that's the, that's the name of the god? That's the name of the deity that you uh, worship. All right, yeah. So I go to the, the fallen temple of the lost crown, and uh, I, I sit with Sister Ilasil, or Ilasil, I-L-A-C-I-L-L-E. Ilasil, I guess? Ilasile? I don't know. Uh... And we like, we pray to the lost crown. Elasile. Um how, how how do you uh, I, I Ilisil, How it's your it's your uh, NPC. How do you want to pronounce it? I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll probably just do it differently every time. <laughs> okay. Um, you just you could just call her Illa. Yeah. Uh, so I, the, the Lost Crown is an old Severosi god, um, and it was maybe, um, so I'm trying to think. So I know that uh, Duskwall wasn't always, uh, so I'm thinking maybe because apparently we're part of an empire that uh, the crown, or maybe it wasn't always the Lost Crown, maybe... The crown used to be the, the head of the Severosi pantheon, and then when okay. the empire was formed, the you know they abolished all the other religions, and so the god became known as the Lost Crown, and is just worshipped in secret in some places by by the Severosi. I like it. Um, so so how does how does Sister Illa lead services? What what is involved? Um, it's, uh, hmm, the lost crown. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's probably, uh, well, the Severosi are, let me, let me double check what, what it said about Severosi. Uh, Severosi is a land of windset plains covered in dark scrub and thorny growths. Outside the imperial cities on the coast, some native Severosi still live in free tribes, scavenging the deathlands on their ghost hunting horses. Um, so, so maybe, uh, the crown was kind of, um, 
like a not, not a pun, but uh, ironic, in that the Severosi were not ones to have kings, and so the crown, the the god of the crown, represented uh, freeing themselves of of that the, you know that imperial that rule and being free on the plains. So uh, it is about the, the sermon. The sermon is about. Uh, freeing yourself of those who would control you and uh, being and being your own person. Um, I I like it. On the way on the way out, everybody definitely spits on an icon of the immortal emperor of uh, Akaros. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so so go ahead and and see how much stress you clear. I've got. One to resolve, so I roll one d6. And of course, I got a fucking one. Uh, so I'm just, I'm gonna, <laughs> that still leaves me with six stress, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick around for the second service. <laughs> okay. Because uh, uh, I can't overindulge. And that time I got a two, so great. Down to four stress. She's done better sermons, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I... I want to refer... You know what? Fuck it. I'll spend the coin, too. So, I'll, uh, I'll spend the coin for the second, for the second action and, and donate to the church to make myself feel better. Okay. Yeah, there you go. And then I'll use my second actual... Uh, action, I'm going to train uh, my insights. So I just I just mark two in that, right? Uh, yeah. Because I was, I was not hurt, and I want to train. Okay. Alright, yeah, so that's that's my downtime. I go, I go to our uh, our lair, and I'm, I'm training, you know, cleaning my guns, and practicing my aim, and things like that. All right. Um, actually, actually so, no, I'm not going to train. I'm going to train prowess. My bad. Sorry. Cool. Um, so, so now we're back into free play. Um, so now you guys can uh, do what you like. Uh, now that you've established yourselves as a crew, uh, you can you can try to figure out uh, if there's a if there's a job for hire. Um, you can you can try to uh, take over some some turf if you want, which gives you bonuses. Um, since you're a new crew, that might not be a bad idea. Um, or if you have someone you really want dead, you could just go and, and kill them and, and, uh, you know, try to work out what the score is later. Like how, how are you getting paid from that? Well, we all just spent all our money, so we should probably get some more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we bought we bought a house, we we indulged some vices, um and got some drugs. So yeah, I think uh making money would be our next <laughs> priority. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> Wisp, didn't you go gamble? How much did you make? Six months. <laughs> six months. Coin? No, six months. I got oh, six I months. Don't, I don't understand. You should try it sometime. Six months what? Just six months. I earned six months. Okay, whatever. 
guy doesn't gamble. I, I volunteered at a soup kitchen. Is that, okay. is that a euphemism? No, that's what I do. It's that's that's how I relax. I also got these drugs from uh, some the doc. Yeah, same. You guys were getting high and you didn't invite me? Well, I mean, uh. I got stabbed in the arm, so I just figured, you know, I'd get him to take care of it, and he took care of it in a different way than I expected. Wait, why'd you get stabbed in the arm? No one's supposed oh. to be fucking with us. Oh, we a- yeah, we have a ghost problem in the in the hideout. Um, it's that guy we left to die in the caves. Um, he's he's haunting us Which now. One? There were there were a few of them. Uh, the one that's really angry about it. Mm. That doesn't narrow it down, but okay. <laughs> I guess, well, Wisp, you're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do something about that. Yeah, I tried talking to him. Uh, that was before the the knife in the arm and led to the knife in the arm. No, I don't. I don't mean talking to him. I mean like an exorcism. I I still like to think he can maybe be reasons with, but we'll explore that option if necessary. Right. Okay. Um, so if you guys are, if you guys are looking for opportunities, um, you can, you can, um, hit the street and look for information. You can talk to, um, you can talk to uh, Coulson, or, or excuse me, uh, Carlos. Excuse me, your bounty hunter friend. Uh, well, I'm not good hitting the street. I've only got one, uh, <laughs> one social skill, and I only got one dot in it. But I could go talk to Carlos. I have no social skills. Well, just because you guys don't have an, just because you don't have an approach, doesn't mean you can't use it. It just means that the <laughs> results are more interesting, as you tend to fail. Yeah. Um. Where's power? You were talking to people. I'm really only good with commanding. Okay. Well, we're a we're a right social bunch. We are. I guess that's why we're assassins living in an abandoned building. <laughs> You're not even living there because there's no crew quarters. That that's true. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I I guess I guess Needle's gonna go talk to Carlos because Carlos can set us up with stuff. And if one of you guys wants to try to hit the street or something and see if there's anything else out there. I can ask my homeless network 
a.k.a. my friend Telda the Beggar. Okay. Um, so who wants to go first? I'll go first this time. Okay. Um, so where do you usually meet up with Carlos? Uh, probably at a pub. That's, that's the All thing. right. But it's a pub in... Uh, let's say Char Hollow. All right. So, in that case, um, okay. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find... There we go. All right. Um... Um, so the, uh, the pub atmosphere in Char Hollow is... <clears throat> is very friendly and cordial. Um, it's, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice neighborhood, uh, nice-ish. Um, and, and you stick out a little bit just being a little, you know, scruffy and shady and, I don't, um, I don't think, I don't think Char Hollow is a nice neighborhood. According to the books, it's a maze of tenements and squalid row houses. Hey, we all have different opinions of what nice is. Roadhouse. That's I'm it. sorry. I'm looking at the other. I'm looking at the wrong uh, neighborhood. Uh, I've got laborers returning from work uh, to shout greetings at friends and families. Wait a second. Hang on a second. Crowded district is home to the bulk of the workforce of the city's servants, dockers, sailors, stockyard, and eelery workers. It's cheap, noisy, cramped, and sweltering from cook fires. Uh, but there's a familial camaraderie among its residents. Uh, that you won't find anywhere else. The people of Char Hollow are a true, a true community brought together by circumstances but bound by ties of mutual support uh, and care in stark contrast to the cutthroat ruthlessness that constitutes business as usual in the rest of the city. So it's it's not like a great neighborhood, but it's – Gotcha. It's it's one of those it's one of those districts with with personality. Um the <laughs> there's there's some criminal element there. Um uh but it's it's the kind of place where um everybody knows everybody else. Um the uh you you walk into the pub and there's a there's a, a group of regulars you know sitting at the bar uh telling stories and you catch sight of um carlos uh sitting at the end of the bar by himself just kind of half listening and and uh nursing a nursing a, a pint of ale 
um, with a with a, a wry half smile. Ah, always good to see you, Carlos. Fine, fine day for it. Uh, you 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 want a drink? Oh, I would not say no to that. All right. He uh, he buys you he buys you a beer. I I take a big sip as I sit down. So, the boys and I were wondering if uh, you had any work for us. Well, there was. Uh, there was one thing I can give you. Um, I have a, a bounty out on a, a fellow named Camelin uh, Booker. Camelin um, Booker? Camelin. Camelin. I'll post Camelin Booker. He used to run with the bill hooks uh, for a while. Um, a couple of days ago, word is that he disappeared with their treasury. Oh. Or at least part of it. Um, word on the street is they're, they're looking for him. I could imagine they are. Any idea how much they're looking for him for? Well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to say, but uh, if the uh, the word on the street is he disappeared with uh, a not insignificant chunk of their uh, their take from the gambling houses. What I mean is, are they? putting out a request for someone to bring him in, or would we just find him and return the money as a favor to them, and they would, you know, thank us? Well, what you do with that is up to you. Um, but let's just say that, uh, let's just say that my superiors would be uh, well pleased if he were disposed of. Okay. I mean, that is what we do. I'll talk it over with the guys and see if that's something that we could take on at this time. He he nods and uh, finishes up his beer. Um, He says, uh, well, if you, if you choose to take the job, um, you know, you can, you can keep whatever money you take off him, do with it what you wish. Uh, just, just know that, um, chances are if you're, if, if the bill hooks catch up with him first, uh, they may find their own way of dealing with him. Hmm. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks for the drink. And I'll finish my beer and head out.
and then we have uh, Slash. Um, That's me. Um, Dear so you, Slash, you meet you meet Telda in her in her usual spot. Um, uh, yep, on a corner begging. Mm-hmm. Ah, Telda, my darling, how are you today? Is you been uh, as the take? Oh, not bad. Uh, you know, mostly mostly cheapskates, but uh, I I may be able to eat tonight. Ah, that's fantastic. Uh, since you uh, you know, you've got your ear to the ground. Um, any idea what if there are any things that you know? Things of people of my persuasion can take care of, you know, people that are annoying and need to disappear in the middle of the night. Hmm. Uh, well, in in your neck of the woods, hmm. There are those two storekeepers that are always fighting. It sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Uh, rivalries are pretty much where we make a lot of our money. Uh, and, you know, people, you know, that are in the way of inheritance. But mostly rivalries. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know their names, but it's uh, it's the jeweler, the jeweler uh, and the importer. Um, let me see. The jeweler and the importer over on uh, Dalmore Avenue. Um, they have the they have the storefronts next to each other. Uh, the the jeweler is always arguing with the importer because um, the the they're always offloading goods in front of in front of uh, his shop, um, and and he says that that she's driving away his customers. Um, The uh, the importer has been has been cross about it because there there there's been like a back and forth of uh, they're they're always trying to outdo each other in the in the newspapers uh, with the with the advertisements they have a they have a rivalry going I I forget their names though I I don't really I don't really run in those circles but. I mean, you could always go to one of them and see if the uh, they want the other bumped off. That sounds like a plan. I can go to one of them, or I can go to both of them, see which one will pay more to have the other one disappear. Um. I thank you, Telda, and uh, I promise to give you... A- a lot of extra soup the next time you're in the in the kitchen. Um, she just kind of uh, leans her head on your shoulder and says, "You're my best pal, Slate uh, Slash." But I don't know why I called you Slade there. You're my best uh, pal, person whose name I got wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'll just um, chalk so yeah, that she... up to the homeless uh, craziness. <laughs> Um, so you each have a lead. Um, there's a there's a uh, 
a bookie named Camelin, uh, who, no, his name is Booker, excuse me, uh, uh, a bill hook named Camelin Booker who disappeared with uh, the take from one of their gambling houses. Um, you can you can go after him and and take whatever money he's got on him, um, but you have to find him before the bill hooks do. Um, there's also apparently uh, two shopkeepers on uh, Dalmore Avenue in Charter Hall uh, that have an established rivalry, and you might want to see if uh, one of them wants the other killed. Well, personally. I'm leaning towards the guy who stole from the bill hooks. That seems like that is more of a time limit on it than the shopkeepers do. If they haven't killed each other yet, they'll probably keep for a few more days. But that's just my opinion. They're both dead! <laughs> oh, well, shucks. They killed each other. Also, if we go after this guy who stole the take... Well, we could probably skim a little off the top and when we give it back and just say that's what we found. Um, you can very well indeed. Um, I think the one that might give us a little bit more reputation might not pay out as much, but it'll definitely give us, you know, some positive stuff. I think taking out a shopkeeper... Um, it could be good and beneficial in a way because uh, then one of them's profit revenue will go up and may be able to pay us more. But I feel like that would get us in trouble with, you know, other shopkeepers be like, hey, you know, your reason why that guy's gone. And uh, I think that would put a little bit more fear in the, the local uh, community. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I don't like my neighbors, so I know these guys will fucking kill him. I mean, what I'm saying is, we do we do the criminal guy now, and then we do the shopkeepers later. Oh yeah, we can just do that. that. I'm okay with that. Just that if we if we do the shopkeepers now, the bill hooks are probably going to get to uh, get to this Camelin guy and take care of him before we can. But if we go yeah, after Camelin now, the... yeah, exactly. We go after Camelin now while the side quest is still available, and then we go after the main quest, which in this case is the shopkeepers. I, unless the guy's really good at hiding, you know, we, we might last. I mean, I, I agree with you entirely, I'm just saying. You know, he could be a really good hider. And uh... Well, we just have to be a better hunter. Listen, we're I, I I feel we got this down. Like we 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 know a bounty hunter. We have a guy that can talk to ghosts, and uh, you know, I I got a homeless network. I mean, I got an assassin friend I could call, but uh, I'm uh I'm a, not a bad hunter myself. <laughs> Alright, so let's go find this camel and fucker and put an end to him. Um, Alright, so uh, do you guys want to um, ask some questions? Uh, you know, see, see what you can find out about him? Do you want to... Um... What, what area are the billhooks? Like, what's the billhooks area? 
Um, what's na what turf is do they have? Hang on a second. Do we get a bonus if we gingerly touch our tips? No. <laughs> Um, it doesn't say which neighborhood they're from, but I'll say they're, they probably are based in Crow's Foot like y'all. Um, oh, Bill Hook's they, Okay. Yeah, so uh, they're... They're kind of a, a butcher-themed gang. Uh, the Billhooks have a bloody reputation, often leaving the butchered corpses of their victims strewn about on grisly display. Um, oh. Their uh, uh, headquarters is a butcher shop in, in uh, butcher shop, stockyard, and slaughterhouse in, um, in Crow's Foot. They also have fighting pits and gambling dens. Um... Oh, okay, it says they have a thing in Crossfoot. Um, well, I, I would assume then yeah. that if they if they haven't found him yet, he's probably not in Crossfoots. That would just be like if you're gonna if you're gonna steal from your bosses, you probably don't want to stay in the place that they know best. Yeah. Just just a thought. Um. Unless you you know the place as well too, and you gotta hide in plain sight. Yeah. Unless they would be expecting him to not stay in Crow's Foot, so that's exactly what he's doing. Or they would expect him to be expecting that he would expect <laughs> them to know this, so that he'll expectantly expect himself at here expectantly. Just as expected. Just so you know, uh, I was part of this plan the whole time. It has been planned this way from the very beginning. Alright, uh... I guess I'm gonna go... Hmm. Well, how do you guys want to gather info on this? I guess I can go talk to my, my assassin friend Steiner. See if they know anything. I I could talk to my rival and see if he's failed. I guess you could try that. I feel like your rival wouldn't want to talk to you. Well, I can ask him how it went and see how he blamed me how it went wrong so then I could find out information by what he messed up by blaming me for it being messed up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Eric, do you have... Who's your contact, Eric? Um, I have a strange friend's Nerex, a possessor ghost. I mean, I guess you could probably try to talk to some... Like, summon some ghosts who might know where he is, too. Hmm. It's always an avenue. Um... All right. Um, so, in that case, who who would like to do their thing? James. Only only one of us can go, or 
Or is it you just asking who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, so where do you where do you catch up with Rosalind? And where what do you what approach do you want to use to get information out of him? Um, I feel uh, Rosalind is uh, he's a, he's of the noble type, so he and um, I feel like he would be in the upper part of upper class part of the area, and uh, he and uh, there is an assassins guild there that he's part of that I'm was a part of slightly a part of I don't know I think my family's part of it I think he, he's one of the main reasons why I left because you know he, he always brings a lot of heat on me I'm, I'm the kind of assassin that doesn't like the heat on him okay uh, but yeah there's a safe house there for if you're uh, you know if the, the heat's on you know you can stay there to lay low and keep cool so I'll check he's probably hanging out there because to be honest, he hasn't succeeded once, and he's always caught. Um, so, like, the real wealthy area where the uh, the upper crust of Duskfall live is White Crown. Um, the, the middle class, the well-to-do area is um, Brightstone, and uh, Six Towers... As Akos said before, is kind of it used to be a fashionable neighborhood, but it's kind of falling out of fashion. I think uh, um, so Brightstone might be more his alley. Okay. Um. So we'll say that the uh, the safe house is um, a, a well appointed um, brownstone with. Uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a yard and a fence, uh, which is very rare in the crowded areas of of Duskfall. Um, being a former member of the Assassins Guild, there you are able to um, you you know the password that opens the that opens the gate, um, and you are able to to walk inside. Um, you find, uh, Rosalind, uh, pacing back and forth. Um, and when he, when he catches sight of you, he freezes. His eyes narrow and he says, you. Me? What did I do this time? Oh, what haven't you done? You're always getting in my way. You and your bungling friends. Hey, listen, it's not my fault you messed up the Booker contract, all right? That Booker thing was was totally your fault. Oh, do tell. How did I possibly mess this up for you this time? Well, I will tell you. I had very clearly poisoned his wine, and you knocked the glass right out of his hand. He was about to drink poison wine. I couldn't let that happen. Uh, what are you even doing here? Nobody changed the password on the gate. Oh, no, they. Yeah, no, they did. I, you know, I, I'm just still welcome here. It's my my family too. You know, I mean, 
the guy almost drank a really bad year for wine. I mean, let's be honest. That that was he would have not have liked it. The tannins did not air out well. Oh. Well, fine then. In that case, if if you insist on being here, I shall be elsewhere. And he turns and he looks like he's about to go. So what what tactic do you want to use to get info out of him? Kill him. Uh, I, I was looking for the... Uh, <laughs> I was scrolling through the... Uh, the, the different things. I was trying to see if I could probably use skirmish without actually getting into a physical fight with him. Like, you know, like verbal skirmish, I guess, would have been, I would have been trying to go for. Uh, skirmish is more of a, more of a physical uh, fighting. If you're, if you're meleeing with someone or um, <clears throat> if you're, if you're engaging in fisticuffs, um, if you if you want to like bully information out of him, you can use command. Uh, if you want to try to like get on his good side, you can use sway. I I'm not really proficient in any of those. I was I'm really good at prowl and skirmish. So I was trying to see if I could figure out a way to use those to my advantage. Um, um, I, I'll let you, I'll let you roll prowl if you want to like tail him or something, you know, find out where he goes. Cause you have a feeling maybe he's working on, uh, working on the same case. Yeah. So uh, I figured since I brought it up, that's probably what he's going to go and try and do. So now I'm going to actually follow him and see if he leads me to any information that might be helpful. Okay. He's got more money, so he can afford better contacts. Uh, so go ahead and roll pl- roll prowl to sneak around. All right, so I'm rolling uh, d6s, right? And since I have two in that, I roll two of them, two dices. Yeah, so two I'll, I'll say two dice. you roll two, two <laughs> dice. Yeah, I'll say that um, this is this is a risky move because he is suspicious of you. Um, but it will probably give you standard effect because, um, he, he is likely working the same case. All right. So I take the higher of the two or I add the two of them together. You take the higher one. All right. So I rolled a two and a five. Okay. Um, so in that case... Uh, I am going to start a clock. Uh, Rosalind finds Booker. Zero over five. Um, I'm going to make that a a four clock. Um, And I'm going to tick it once. Um, So you you tell him... um, You tail him through um, the streets of Crowsfoot. Uh, he he talks to some people who hang out around the the Bill Hooks Gambling Den. Um, they are um, not not quite regulars, but he's asking around about this guy, and um, 
you you overhear him him say that um that he he asks somebody uh you know where where might this fellow go uh in order to avoid notice and and the uh the person says well i tell you where i'd go i'd i'd get myself on a train at gaddock station and i'd get out of duskwall before i turned up dead um i you know spattered all over an alleyway by some uh butcher's hatchet um so that gives you a clue about where he might be I found a clue. Did it have a blue paw? Did it have a blue paw print on it? It did. Um, so you you get I the write sense it in that, my handy dandy uh, notebook. You get the sense that he might be trying to blow town with his ill-gotten gains, um, and you realize that he he might be trying uh, he might be trying to board a train. Uh, he he could also have found a, a crew to smuggle him out uh, by the docks. Um, those are pretty much the only two safe, quote-unquote, ways to leave town. Okay, I take this information and I go and regroup with my fellow assassins and share said information. Okay, so either the trains or the boats. Unfortunately, those are on opposite sides of the city. <laughs> so... Unless he was getting a boat, not at the docks. Um, well, I guess. Uh, well, there's actually there's piers all over the place, so yeah, you can get there, a boat there are there are canals. I I, I would say that the uh, the only boats that are big enough and well fortified enough to to leave the city are in the docks, pretty much. Okay. Uh, so the docks are all the way on the northwestern side, and the train, which comes into Night Market, is all the way on the southeastern side. Literally opposite sides of the city. So Casey, them both would be pretty difficult. Um, I guess I'll go, and I'm going to go meet up with Steiner, my assassin friend. Okay, uh, where do you meet up with Steiner? Um, I'm going to say that Steiner is out on a job, and she is uh, she is in a pub, uh, casing her mark. So she's like sitting at a table, like she's like sitting in the back corner table, all by herself, like in the shadows, just just watching. And I just come in and sit down at the table across from her. Um, she, she kind of glances over with, glances over at you and, um, she's, she's smoking a cigarette without, uh, without, um, taking her eyes off the target. She says, well, 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 needle in my side. Hmm. Steiner in, in my... In my, I don't know, you don't, you don't have a catchy, punny name. Well played. Yeah, listen, I, look, you, you know, I, I shoot a gun, I don't do puns. The Steiner of my eye. 
I, I yeah, wanted but... to get your opinion on something. Let's say, hypothetically, uh, you crossed your gang boss and stole all the earnings from your illegal casino and wanted to get out of town before they hypothetically uh, brutally murdered you and chopped you into a bunch of pieces and left you on the street. Hypothetically. Would you go for a train or a... Of course. Would you go for a train or a boat, do you think? Hmm. Well... If you're if you're talking about if you're talking about who I think you are, I think heading taking a train would probably be an incredibly bad idea. Uh, Gaddock Station is is very public and very well patrolled by the blue coats, and everyone knows they're in tight with the bell hooks. Uh, Those are very good points. If if such a person were to want to disappear, I would say they would. Pro- their best bet would probably be to go to the docks because the billhooks have no friends among the citizenry there. Hypothetically, of course. No, entirely. <sighs> okay. Well... It's not a bad idea. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Uh, so, uh, Needle, Needle gets up. Uh, and he said, uh, I'm trying to think of something to, like, something about her mark. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, your mark has an appointment at the brothel up the road if you want to meet him there in an hour. Not for you, you know, to kill me. She or she kind you. of looks. I don't at, judge. <laughs> she 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 actually like takes her eyes off the mark and looks at you and just kind of tilts her head. You're still human. Well, thank you for the pointer. And, and dead men tell no tales. I wink. And uh, head out. Uh, she I, I she sighs. <laughs> she sighs after you leave, and she says, "He had to make it weird." <laughs> uh, so Needle heads back to our hideout and conveys that. Yeah, probably the docks because nobody there is fans of the bill hooks, and it's easier to sneak away. So if we wanted to case out a place, that would probably be it. Well, I guess we're going to the docks to do a stakeout. Unless, hey, Wisp, you think you could talk to some spirits? Maybe some have seen him around the docks, help narrow down where we're searching? Could sure try. I guess that's the end of that conversation. Okay. I'll go out and try. <laughs> All right. Um, so, are you are you just going to like 
try to attune to the spirit field, or are you going to go to your friend um, Nerix, the Possessor Ghost, see if maybe they've heard anything? Well, if I uh, can find how him do you nearby, wanna... he's, he's probably the most dependable one. All right. So, uh, in that case, I'll ask you, where where does Nerix hang out? Where do you find them? Um, he doesn't have any... Like, he's always in all different places, because he'll usually ride someone, bring them somewhere, and then um, leave. Uh, but okay. he often tends to find himself back at, like, I guess, there's a town square. So, um, there's, a, there's a local market that he, when he was alive, he used to frequent. And he'll usually head back there. Okay. Um, so you, you go and you, um, you mill around the market square for a while, um, and, uh, Nerex by reputation is, is a possessor ghost. Um, he can, he can do that thing where he can transfer from person to person at a touch. Um, so he could be anyone in the crowd, um, and you feel, you feel someone, you know, like walk up to you and, and say, lovely weather we're having this evening, isn't it? Uh, isn't it, Wisp? Ah, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a nice night out here. And, uh, you seem to have found a good person to enjoy it in. The, uh, the per, you, you turn and you see, um, you see a woman, uh, in a, in a long gray coat, uh, kind of, uh, blonde hair, uh, tied back in a ribbon, uh, and she, she smiles at you. Yes, uh, I, I've been, I've been out for a stroll. Uh, she reaches out and touches a passerby. Uh, the woman looks confused and walks away, and the passerby, uh, who is a who is a man in in kind of a um, a bigger overcoat, uh, mutters out of the side of his mouth, "Why don't you walk with me for a bit?" Sounds like a plan. We have uh, some stuff to talk about anyway, so I'll start so strolling what... alongside his newest victim. What uh, what brings you to the market this evening? Well, uh, I've found a, uh, I forget if I've told you about our uh, my uh, new associates. The uh, the Severosi fellow and uh, the assassin from the Dagger Isles. Mm-hmm. Yes, them exactly. I guess I have told you about them. I, I've uh, we, I've heard I've heard tell um, some some very displeased ghosts that you turned out of that house in Crowsfoot. Yeah, we've uh, we have been dealing with at least one of those. Uh, although that one wasn't from the house. Uh, yeah, we we've come across our, our our share of them, but you know I I try, do my best to take care of them. Let them know we're we're just you know we're, we don't mean any harm to them. We're just doing our thing. Well, Some that of them is what don't I like. So well. That that is what I like about you, 
Wisp, you're you're always uh, kindly in your dealings with the dead. I figure they've been through so much already. Why uh, why make it that any any more troublesome for them? You know. Of course. Um, there was one that kind of. Well, he, he's besides the points. He, he's a, he's another situation altogether. Not not even what I came to see you for. Uh, back to my compatriots. We've uh, we have a certain person we're trying to locate. Uh, they're a bit slippery, from what I understand. It's kind of evading notice, and you know, I, I know you get around the town pretty often. I figured maybe you might have caught sight. Uh, describe this person. Perhaps I can, perhaps I can tell you their whereabouts. All right, I'd like to give Nerex a good description of the person whose name I forgot. Okay. Camelin Booker. Camelin Booker. And then I will describe exactly what they look like, down to a T. Perfect description, completely impossible to not find them based on that. 100%. Hmm. Yes, I, I believe I have seen that person. Um, I, I saw them. I saw them in the in the docks district the other day, as I was strolling along there. It's uh, it's always strange. I can sometimes see into the into the thoughts of my vessels uh, as I as I take my little strolls. Um, I I was passing through. Uh, I was passing through Bear, the, uh, the Foghound, and I remember thinking as I passed through that I needed to get that man out of town. I believe he may have been trying to book passage on the Foghound. That is some pretty helpful information. The Foghound, Bear... Um, so just from from being in the uh, Duskfall underworld, uh, you know that there's a group of smugglers called the Foghounds that have a steamship called the Foghound, um, and Bear is their second in command. Ooh. That's almost first in command. Very nearly. <laughs> well, we were heading to the docks. That was... We we've gotten a bit of information, but this is uh, I think this will give us a much better hint of who we're going to going to uh, talk to. Uh, would I know like is this person accessible or like do you usually have to go through other people to talk to them? Um, well, if you got something to smuggle. Um, uh... Bear usually usually handle well. Let, let me let me say uh, you know them by reputation only. Uh, you know that they're smugglers, um, and and you know that they have a have a steamship. 
anything else, if you want to ask any further questions, um, you can probably either um, ask Nerex in character. Maybe he would know. Or um, if you if you want to uh, just put the feelers out and you know use one of your approaches some other way. Um. I can't think of another way right now. So. Okay. Um so as you're as you're walking along um the the man who you've been walking alongside uh reaches out and uh like ruffles the hair of a passing child um who who turns to you and you know kind of uh kind of winks um and says, is there anything else that I can help you with today? I mean, I, I think we've gotten some pretty good information from you. Uh, this uh, We'll have to try to get a hold of this bear and see see if they could give us some more information on this. Perhaps we could find a good price for them to spill, spill, the, spill their guts on it. Hmm. Well, uh, they they do handle the arrangements for jobs for the Foghounds, so um, if you let it be known that you have something for them to smuggle, you might be able to get in touch with them that way. I'm sure we can figure something out. Well, it's been... Uh... I, I greatly appreciate this. Remember, if you if you need a hand, uh, and thanks for giving us this information, just you know where to find me. In the house that we kicked the other spirits out of. I'll look for you there. Um, and then uh, the, the child turns and, and kind of skips off across the street. Uh, and you see, you see them reach out and, and, uh, touch the, um, the, the sleeve of a passing gentleman in a long black coat, um, who, who turns and walks off in the other direction. I like that he doesn't like stay in one person for very long. He's just like, oh, I'm you. Now I'm you. Now I'm you. Yeah, uh, talking to Nerex for any significant length of time is very, very disorienting and disconcerting. <laughs> I guess I'm sort of used to it from him now, but I imagine like other people would find it much more troublesome. Um, if they if they notice at all, uh, the right. the people who he passes through tend to or um, t- tend to just sort of shrug it off unless unless he uses them for some you know terrible purpose. He's like that demon from that movie that I can't remember the name of. Fallen. Yeah, I, I stole that from yeah. uh, Denzel Washington movie. Yeah. Nope. I um, choose to believe that that was Ryan's original idea. Well, no, the movie stole it from him. Right, yeah. of course. Back in time. The movie preemptively <laughs> stole it from him. Exactly. Why can't Hollywood come up with an original idea without preemptively stealing them? From Ryan. Yep. I ask right, myself so that either... question every day. 
So it seems we can either talk to Bear to and offer them something that would tell them so that they would tell us where Camelin is, or I guess we could like stake out their ship. Well, so that's the the approaches. The approaches I think would be uh, stealth. You you just sneak onto the Foghound ship, or you could go with subterfuge, um, meaning that you lie to the Foghounds and tell them that you have you have a job for them. You know you're gonna you're, you need something smuggled, um, and you could use that to infiltrate the ship because he's probably on board. Um, or assault. Other. We just go and kill everyone. Yeah, go go in, go in loud. Well, personally, uh, none of us are very good at lying, so I don't think deception is going to be good, because then we're going to have to talk to them, and they're going to be like, "Well, what do you want us to smuggle for you?" Then we'll be like, "Well, um, this paperclip." He just puts his pocket. Okay, now what? (laughs) <laughs> this box that clearly doesn't have one of our members in it. <laughs> so Don't mind the air holes. Stealth would probably be best then, like to try to sneak onto the ship, kill the guy, and then sneak away. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with being a stowaway. I think stealth would be our best option. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, stealth? Sure. I mean, you don't have to take the same approach as all of us do. I mean, if you have a different skill set that you can use to get on, you can use that. I mean, I know I'm better at stealth than I am at, at you know, talking. Well, I'm pretty sure we, we pick one approach for all of us. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So that's, that's kind of the way this kind of the way this works. You kick off the score uh, with an engagement roll based on the um, based on the approach. And um, we kind of drop into the situation in media race, uh, and the the engagement role tells you how it's going. Okay, then I think stealth it would be then, right? Unless anyone so. has objections. No, I'm I'm all for stealth. Let's do it. Do you have any prowl, Eric? Uh, I have one dot of prowl. All right, so that's better than no dots. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we have case. to pick our load out too. Uh, we pick yeah, our so load. I'm gonna go with heavy because we're all about just. We don't need to be like. We don't need to blend in. <laughs> they, if they catch us, then we already fucked up. Also, when I go a heavy load, I can carry more guns. I don't remember exactly how loads work. I know you have a number of dots, but like I don't remember what the negative of carrying a heavy load is. Um, so if you're carrying a heavy load, then you're obviously uh, out to cause trouble. You can't like blend in or um, disappear into a crowd. Um, you're You're like... You've got guns and bandoliers of ammo and stuff strapped to you, and... Uh, then I'm gonna go normal. 
But, like, we're, like, we're not going to have to disappear into a crowd because we're going to be on a boat and then not on... Well, the boat's docked, right? Yeah, so never mind. I'll probably go to yeah. normal. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I think I'm going to keep it... I, I kind of want to stay light. I mean, light would be, like, if we're infiltrating and we're, like in costume or something and so we can't bring a lot of stuff with us I would it's not going to give you any bonus or anything I don't think you're probably I guess better normal. sticking with normal yeah so you alright I'll go normal have stuff uh, and the items that are listed I, I know that is that part of our load or are the items free um so Basically, um, when you you have your your loadout, um, you can you can check off that many items as you need them during the course of uh, the the job, the score. Uh, you don't have to pick them now. It's it's sort of like narrative convenience. If you need a gun, then you check off that you have a gun and you had a gun the whole time. Uh, anything that's in italics doesn't count toward your load because it's small enough that you can carry it without uh, needing to, you know, overly burden yourself with it. Oh, okay, so I got three items that are in italics that I have here highlighted. So I'm like, I'm I'm assuming that's why I have them because I can always have them. Yeah. Uh yeah. So if you if you need the, them, you the, can I'm always sorry. have those. Go ahead. The items are things that are specific to your character. The stuff that's just in that column next to it with the load, everyone has the same things there. So like a blade or two, throwing knives, a pistol, a second pistol. Like we all have that same stuff. It's the items that are specific to our characters. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at because I I have items here and I'm like, uh, is, and like I knew the loadout. I, I figured everyone had, but I I was like I was wondering about the items. All right, so okay. Yeah, they're they're part of your load, but that's your class specific stuff. That makes sense. That and then uh, yeah, I will stick with normal because there's a few things on there I want to use. Yeah. And like Ryan said, the italicized stuff doesn't cost any load when you use them. So you guys have picked an approach. Uh, what is your detail? They have they have a steamship that is that is docked at the docks. Uh, how do you want to infiltrate? Are you um, are you like renting a dinghy and coming up alongside? Are you gonna like try to smuggle yourselves on with some you know in some crates or like what what do you want to do? <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking going in by crate. I was thinking dinghy first, but I like the crate idea. <laughs> Eric, what do you think? Crates. We could be All like right. Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Well, then they would never um. see us. <laughs> we could smoke I'm cigarettes to regain health. I'll make the fortune roll, and I'll tell you how you're doing. I think you're not doing, you're just... not doing well. <laughs> oh, of oh. course. Oh, that's that's desperate, right? Uh, yeah. Um.
fun so, little anecdote. Um, in in that case, uh, I will say that um, we we cut into um, it is it is very early in the morning in the docks district. Um, we we hear we hear the sound of a pry bar, uh, and we we see the Foghound steamship. Um, you know, alongside the pier, uh, with, with some crates, uh, stacked up, ready, ready to be loaded on. Um, no, no one is around, uh, even though there's no daylight hours, uh, there is still, uh, times of, there are still times of day, you know, they, they do have a, a nighttime, quote unquote, and a daytime, uh, and it is very early in the morning right now, so no one is about, um, we hear the sound of a pry bar on wood and, um, one of the, one of the crates that's large enough for three people to, to sneak inside, um, falls open, um, inside, uh, the crate itself is, um, stuffed with, um, su- with, uh, straw, um, and, it it looks like um it looks like bottles of vinegar um you you start as stealthily as you can um taking the taking the vinegar out of the crate and just like pitching it into the water oh, so no, that you it's can the duskfall vinegar party <laughs> right, so that you can so that you can climb into the crate and you know like uh pull it closed and seal yourselves inside um you you see um one of the one of the lights on the on the steamship um comes on uh and you see two silhouetted figures uh you hear one of them say, "I thought I heard something over on the pier i'm gonna go check it out." Um, and, and one of the figures comes over the, um, the gangway and is, is coming right toward you. Uh, so, so what do you do? Um, Masturbate vigorously. Yeah. I, I I look at Slash. That seems to be his thing, but. (laughs) He's busy masturbating vigorously. I mean, if he's, if he's busy with that, I guess I'll pull out a knife, but I feel like. (laughs) That would be better if Slash does it. Um, so something that I should point out, um, just to remind you guys, um, in this system, you can spend a number of stress to do a flashback action. Um, we don't we don't plan the engagement and the score, you know, front to back. We just sort of pick a detail and go. And it's sort of a it's sort of an Ocean's Eleven thing where uh, it, it looks like everything's about to go wrong, but thankfully, you know, we uh, we set up a distraction uh, before we tried to break into this crate. Uh, say, for instance, um, so just as the person is about to come come catch you, uh, you know, something uh, a cargo net breaks and a whole bunch of other crates. Uh, you know, fall out onto the pier, and they have to go deal with that. Um, so you can you can call for a flashback action at any point, and it costs a certain number of stress. 
or I'm entirely okay with just killing these guys as they open the crate. Or well, yeah, you, could, you could just shank. You could just shank there's them. The, there's another guy still on the ship watching what this guy's doing. Um, he's not watching what this guy's doing, um, but he is. Um, the 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 guy did tell him he was going ashore to you know check out the noise he heard. So I'm right. I'm going to start a clock uh, that says you know foghounds alerted. Well, out of character, if we're trying to be stealthy about this, murdering someone right off the bat is probably not the best way to do it. I mean, we could stab him, stuff him in the box, and then, you know, sneak onto the boat at that point. Right, no, but the plan is for us to go in the box, so we we could still do that if we use a flashback. I mean, like what Ryan said, we could use a flashback to make something. It's just that I already have four stress, so... If one of you guys wants to set up the flashback, that could be good. I'm at three stress. I have no stress. I'll set up a flashback. Um, I'll say that I had planned for, uh, you know, the instance that we may be loud trying to open a crate since we knew that that's what was going to happen and sneaking into a box. So I have like a smoke bomb rigged in another boat, uh, in another box that'll go off um, at, at, uh, at at a pull cord that I have for it. Okay. Uh, do you have, what, what approach are you using for that? Uh, I'm going to say that that's going to need a skill roll. Uh, uh, finesse. Um, and is the is the smoke bomb say like an item that you have that you can check off? No, I didn't think that. I thought we were just setting something up. I I didn't think we had to actually have it there. So uh, it could it could be considered subterfuge supplies or an unusual weapon. Let's see. Subterfuge supplies, a theatrical makeup kit, a selection of blank documents ready for the f- ready for the forger's hand, uh, costume jewelry, a reversible cloak, a distinctive hat, a forged badge of office. Um, so not. Let's see. I guess an unusual weapon then, since it's going to make a loud noise somewhere else. Okay. Or does um, an unusual weapon have a list of unusual weapons? It it does, but I could I'll let you have a smoke bomb or a flashbang or something like that. Um, so this is, this is going to be a desperate roll because, uh, you, you guys did just about as badly as you could with the engagement roll. Um, uh, the, uh, effect would be standard though. It would be, it would distract him and let you give you guys enough time to, um, pile into the crate. Uh, I will, I will aid James with, I will take one stress to aid him. Well, okay. I, I mean, I said I was just, I already rolled for it, and yeah, I don't think you're gonna need to eight because I rolled a six. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
Um, and and since that's just equipment that you have, um, you don't you don't necessarily have to. If since you're using finesse, you don't necessarily have to you know use a flashback for that. You could just say, "I chucked the smoke bomb," you know, over oh, on yeah, the other side of sense. the pier. Uh, and because it's desperate, you mark a playbook XP, James. Okay, awesome sauce. Oh no, I'm sorry. You mark it in that action's attribute, so it's a pr- it's prowess. Every time you take a desperate action, you get XP. Yeah. Um, so, in that case, um, there is a there is a you you silently heave the smoke bomb uh, over to the other side of the pier. It lands almost noiselessly uh, between two crates uh, and goes off with a small poof. Um, and, uh, the, the guy, uh, turns and, and runs over, um, and, and, you know, thinks that, thinks that something's on fire. Um, the, uh, the person, the person calls for assistance from, from the foghound, um, and a couple of other people come. Uh, with with buckets of water, um, and they start they start pouring water all over the crates. Um, so that will buy you guys enough time to pile in. Um, the focus is definitely not on uh, on you guys and your activities. So you manage to uh, empty out the rest of the crate of the the bottles of vinegar, um, and and stuff yourselves inside. It is a very tight fit, though. Good thing I like you too. <laughs> um. Uh, after yeah, after wait. a few after a few moments, uh, you you hear the uh, you hear a a, a, a voice. Um, all right, lads. I think I think that's got it. It's it's doused. Um, why don't you Why don't you all make yourselves um, make yourselves busy and and load these these last crates on into the hold? Um, so you hear some some grumbling, and uh, a few a few moments later, uh, your your crate is lifted. Um, oh man, this you hear like there's three guys in here. <laughs> yeah. What What's in this thing? It's It's heavy as all get out. I just uh, I just call back lots of spoons. I don't have to actually <laughs> say that. Otherwise, I am can... the box ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Mark happen, says yeah. there's Mark says there's vinegar in it. Ugh. Looks like it's uh, looks like it's coming open. Uh, so they, they carry the, there's, there's a few moments of like swaying as they, as they carry the, uh, the crate into the hold. Um, and then, uh, you hear, you hear someone retrieve something and then there's a sound of pounding. Um, and the crate that you, uh, so carefully opened, uh, is, is the, the nails are now refastened with a mallet. Yeah. 
figured. All right. Um, so the the voice that you heard uh, says, "Oh, come on, let's let's make sure that everything else is stowed. Uh, we're we're to set sail in an hour." Um, Shit. So they just nailed our crate shut? Yeah. Guess we live in this crate now. (laughs) Oh, this is our life. (laughs) We're very So the three of you the three of you are are packed shoulder to shoulder in this box um, that is that is mostly stuffed with straw where it isn't stuffed with you. (laughs) Well, at least we have straw to lay on. It helps with our impression of being vinegar. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's oddly it's oddly comfortable. All right, so now how do we get out of the box? With style. Or just brute force. Nice. We could just all if we if all three of us stretch, we should be able to to lift the lid. Yeah, probably. I guess that's our that's our best shot right now. All right. Uh, so what are you, you I guys? Don't, are just I gonna... don't think a claw hammer or pry bar are in any of our tool lists. Let me see. No, they're not in mine. I have a ghost key. Can it open Oof. this box? <laughs> I mean, technically, the box isn't locked. It's just nailed shut. Demolition tools. Um, I about to say there's tinkering tools. Uh, demolition <laughs> tools too. I mean, demolition tools would open the box. The box He's is open. not wrong. The only problem is, so are we. <laughs> You're not using explosives. You'd be more using like a sledgehammer or something. Well, before we try blowing the box up, why don't we try lifting together, like James first suggested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you could you you can all you can all do some kind of physical action. Uh if you wanna do if you wanna have somebody try to wreck it, um or let's see what else would work. Um maybe finesse would also work. Uh I'd let you get away with tinker, uh if you're using some kind of tools, or even if Eric wants to see if he can uh get a passing ghost to do it, he can probably like attune and try to Well, I have none of those. So, Eric can attune, I guess. Alright, maybe there's some ghosts that really like vinegar in the area. Call on the box, ghosts! Or really dislike vinegar, and they're so happy that we got rid of all the vinegar that they're going to help us. So I'll check the surrounding area, kind of put out my feelers for... For helpful spirit friends, and I rolled Damn. two sixes. That's nice. a critical success. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll say. For me. So like here you go. <laughs> I'll I'll say that uh, that has uh, it was it was probably risky, but. Um, it, it has a standard effect, uh, a, a spirit, you, you feel a presence, 
um, of a of a small girl um, looking looking in at you through the you, you see you see a child's eyes um, and um, like wispy wispy mousy brownish hair um, fading in and out of the ghost fields uh, in the in the slats the the small openings between the the, the boards of the crate. Um, and you, you hear, you hear a voice say, hello, is someone in there? Oh, yes, uh, three, three someones, actually. Who, who are you? Oh, uh, my name is Lydia. Well, Lydia, it's, uh, it's, how'd you get here? Oh, uh, I, I wander the docks. I, I'm, I'm looking for my way home. I haven't been able to find it in, oh, a very long time. Are you trapped in that box? Uh, yes. In fact, uh, we had opened it and then someone closed it back on us. So we're in a bit of a tight spot, uh, both literally and figuratively. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Somebody locked me in a box once. It was the last thing that ever happened to me. Oh, I'm well, terribly, dark. I, I, terribly sorry to hear that. Would you be able to help us out so we might escape that same fate? Uh, I'll yes. wait, tell you. Say you're trying to find your way home, right? Um. Where's home? Maybe I could try to help you if we were able to get out. Home. Home. I, I can't remember. Remembering is, is so hard these days. I'm, I'm so hungry. But, but let me, let me help you out. It's, it's such a terrible, awful shame being trapped in a box, so helpless and scared, not knowing what's going on. Uh, she, she just sort of like works herself up into a frenzy. Um, and you, you hear, you hear kind of a, a whoosh of wind. Um, and the, the, uh, crate just, uh, pops open. Um. Whoa. Wow. That was, I, I w- say quietly so people don't hear me. <laughs> yeah. That was very good. That was impressive. What do do we see the ghost or hear the ghost that he's talking to? I was kind of wondering that. Yeah. Um, I think we had established that only only whispers can see ghosts, and it's kind of a remarkable thing. Last time, um, so you just hear him talking to no one, and then there's there's kind of a whoosh of wind, and the entire crate rattles and pops open. Uh, I I sure hope that was you, Wisp. That was, well, it wasn't me, but it was someone I was speaking to. Good enough. <laughs> she, is she still hanging around? Um, you, you push open, you push open the crate, um, and you, you climb, you, you, are you climbing out or are you just like, uh, peeking out real quick? I want to peek first because I feel like if. There's less chance of if someone's right there, them noticing us. If I'm just peeking, oh no, they probably wouldn't notice the whole thing. But regardless, I'll just peek. 
Okay, uh, you you do see her. Uh, she strained herself a bit, you know, manifesting that the psychic energy to pop you out of that crate. Um, but when you when you catch sight of her, uh, you you can see that her clothes are just like soaked, um, and she is kind of like bloated and drowned and horrible. Um, so she she looks at you and she says. You'll help me find my way home? I would love to. Uh, if, if you could... We're, we're on a mission right now, but you're, I'm always, I want to help you. Uh, if you could remember any details of what home... I know remembering is hard, but when you can remember, if, if you could let me know, I'll do my best. Oh, I'm very tired now, but I'll find you. I'll remember. I'm gonna tell her where to find me. Okay. Um, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a note of that. Hang on a second. Uh, just make sure she doesn't show up while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm just inviting another another spirit to our house. Okay. Um, so yeah, you um, you push open the crate a little further, and you can see that nobody is in the hold currently. Um, but people seem to be uh, busy above decks, uh, you know, getting ready, getting ready for for a voyage. Um. All right. Well, then we need to quickly find our mark. We don't want to wind up on a three-hour tour. <laughs> or it's vinegar again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess we're going to sneak out of the hold and try to find where they where they put up the passengers. He's probably in a cabin here somewhere. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what what do you do? Um, are you gonna Are you gonna stealth around? Um... He might be somewhere in the car. If he's smuggling out of here, like as a st- uh, like you know, he's paid to be on here to be smuggled out of the town. He might be in a hidden uh, part of the ship. Maybe um, if I you. Don't... If you if you want to do, uh, I'll let you for a zero point flashback. Uh, if you if you want to study or hunt, uh, I'll I'll let you have have cased out the place so you know where he is. All right, I'll I'll do that. I've got hunt. Let's see. Um. Yeah. Nope, that's a three. Nice. Okay. They do not like me tonight. They didn't like me either until that double six. Yeah. All right. Um, so I I will say that was that was pretty controlled. Um. So I'm going to mark a segment of the Foghound's alerted clock. Um. They they caught sight of somebody uh, suspicious lurking around. Um, 
but they don't they don't necessarily you know know that somebody's trying to infiltrate the ship um so you're one step closer to uh the edge yeah and you're about to break how many segments is that clock uh four four total okay um and are we at and are we I, at one or two uh you're at two now um, Don't put I, me cut up close to the edge. I'm trying not you. to. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, um, so I, I will say that you you caught sight of um, someone who is obviously uh, in in disguise, wearing a false mustache, um, who who vaguely fits the description, height, and build of this guy, uh, Camelin Booker. Um, board the ship, but you don't see you don't see where they put him. So you know that he's definitely on board. You have the right place. Nice. Um, so he could be stashed in the cargo hold. He could also be um, he could also be in the passenger cabin under an assumed name. You're not sure. If he walked on in a disguise, I don't think they're going to put him in a box at the cargo hold. I think he's going to be in the passenger cabin. That's that's my gut. All right. Well, I'm going to prowl around and see if I can... All right. Um, so in that case, uh, we'll say that we'll say that the cargo hold um, is is kind of uh, toward the toward the uh, aft of the ship. Well, no, actually, it would be forward because it's a steamship. So there's a uh, the engine is aft with the with a big paddle wheel. Um, the the hatchway that leads to the cargo hold is is forward, um, and there's. Um, the the top two decks are uh, passenger cabins and and um, crew quarters. All right, then we need to make our way up to the passenger cabins. Um, all right, so uh, slash, you're you're kind of scouting ahead. Yeah, I got a all six right. and a four for prowl. Okay, um, so I'm. I'm going to say before before you roll. Let me let me give you the uh, position and effect. Uh, that is that is risky, but it's going to be uh, normal effect, um, standard effect. Um, so so you manage to uh, sneak above deck without anybody um, about without anybody seeing you. Um, you can you can see that there are uh, crew members. Uh, that are that are doing some last minute checks. Um, all of the cargo seems to be loaded. Um, the um, you you can you can see on the on the bridge um, the the captain and the the pilot seem to be you know doing some some last minute checks before uh, before launch. Um, there's some there's some crew kind of like securing things and and uh stowing last minute things um and uh you you see at the end of the at the end of the row uh one of the passenger cabins the door cracks open a bit 
Uh, and and someone in a false mustache kind of like peeks out and then closes the door. So you've spotted him. And the door to okay. the cabin is on the main deck. It's it's on the main deck. Um, however, it is it is just about as as far aft as you can go. Okay, so I uh, I do my best to catch uh, the attention of uh, my two mates, and I signal with you know hand signals and bird calls that I found him, and I know where right. he is. Okay, I guess it's time for all of us to go then. All right, um, so you can do a you can do a group action if you wanna if you want to uh, sneak all together. Uh, the way that works is somebody leads the group action, and they take stress for everyone who fails. Uh, what's your prowl, James? Dos. Mine, too. But you have less stress than I do, so why don't you lead? All right, and I'm going to say that that is going to be a, uh, a risky roll, um, and it's going to have limited effect because... Um, Sneaking three people across the decks of a ship while the crew are out making preparations to depart is kind of kind of a difficult position to be in. Um, yeah, but they're also slightly distracted by the fact that they're prepping to to uh, you know cast off, and they know they have passengers on board. So we might be able to blend in if we get caught. Um, so you can always you can always trade position for effect. Uh, so you could make it a desperate roll, uh, which means the consequences are worse if you fail. Um, but it would it would up it to standard effect. Uh, or if you have any kind of fine uh, fine quality tools that would you know help with that. Um, uh, if you wanna if you wanna say. Um, Sorry, my uh, internet decided to load something up. Okay. You you could uh, you could do a, a flashback to establish that you have something or acquired something that would help you out. Um, uh, I don't really have anything that would help in this case. Uh, Unless you want me to shoot them. No, yeah, let's save the violence for... I got a six on my prowl anyway, so... I can sneaky sneak. Okay. I have a pair of sixes. Oh, nice. (laughs) Eric, roll prowl. So, Alex can sneaky sneak and James can sneaky sneaky sneak. Yep. Yes. Uh, my prowl, I got two. And Eric can okay. see. Um, so, uh, James, you take a stress because uh, Wisp always almost gets you guys caught. Um, did you want to... Well, uh, describe, describe how you sneak across the, uh, d- across the deck... Um, and and you know pull pull wisp aside or or do something that uh, narrowly avoids him being detected. 
Alright, so since I was already up top and I, I kind of have a layout of how the top of the ship was, I guide them to between some uh, posts and some barrels that are set up. And uh, there is enough of them lined up that leads us to the room that we need to get to. Um, it sounds like one of the boatswains uh, had a rope slip, so he went to go grab it, and uh, he turned around just as Wisp was about to be in view, and I, I, I yanked him down. All right, yeah, uh, because because you critted, uh, you you managed to get uh, all the way to the to the cabin um, without without being detected. Um, so you're standing in front of the door. Um, it is it is closed. You would assume that it is locked. It just so happens that the lurk has a set of items that are italicized that are known as fine lock picks. Mm. Sweet. I also um, have a silence um, potion vial, which I have no idea what that does, and a spirit bane charm. All those th- those three things I have are italicized. Um, so a spirit bane charm is something that you can use if you're menaced by a ghost to banish it. Piece of nice. ghosts. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to use, what approach do you want to use to pick the lock? Uh, I guess, uh, finesse or prowl, prowess. Um, I would say finesse probably, either finesse or tinker would be best. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say that's still going to be a risky move because you're all kind of exposed out here. Um, you know, so you got to do this really quickly. Um, and it'll it'll have standard effect. It'll open the lock. Uh, you got fine Do lock picks some, there, tier. You want some help, James? I might. Well, you have to ask before you roll. Okay, then I would like some help. All right, so I'll, I'll spend a stress, and that gives you an extra die. All right, I got a four and a six. All right. Um, so, so yeah, you, very good. Uh, yep, the first one was a four, and I was like, "This does not look good." <laughs> you, uh, you, you pick the lock. Um, are you are you all just like bursting into his cabin, or uh, how are you playing this? Um, I'm going to say since it was done with finesse, that we open the door and we just kind of walk in and act like that we're just. Uh, you know, making sure the room's ready and cleaned and, you know, stuff's ready to go before we sit, you know, set sail. You know, we're, we're, we're working it. We're, we're pretending to be people on the ship that belong in here and we're just doing final preparations. So if anyone okay. sees us walk in, they just think we're working. Okay. Um, well, uh, it is, it is a very small room cause it's a, it's a cabin. It's a state room on a ship. Um, so you open the door and, and you see basically it's just, uh, it's just like a bed and a little wash basin. Um, he is, he is sitting there and as soon as he sees the door open, his eyes go wide. Uh, and he, he kind of recoils and he, he says, who, who are you? What do you want? I was told I'd be left alone. I'd be left alone. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pull out a knife. 
uh, and I'm going to hold it up to him menacingly, and I say, it's going to be in your best interest to be quiet now, Camelin. Um, all right. Um, so what approach do you want to use? Um, can I use, hmm, I guess that would, can I use skirmish to try to, I couldn't use hunt for that, could I? Um, well, hunt would be if you were, if you were stalking him or if you wanted to disable him maybe, and, and skirmish is if you're, if you're actually fighting him. Um, right. so you, if you, if you want him to shut up, either you can use skirmish to shut him up, uh, or, or, um, if you want to like threaten him, that would probably be command. Yeah, I don't have command. So yeah, I'm going to use, I'll use skirmish. So instead, instead of that, uh, I, I pull out the knife and hold it menacingly and then I just punch him in the face and say, you're going to want to be quiet now. Okay. Uh, um, does anyone want to aid me? Because I've only got one die in skirmish. I will aid you. Okay. So that'll give me two. So, so that is um, before you before you roll. I'm going to yeah, say that's never, that's yeah. probably going to be um, that's probably going to be risky, um, and it's it's going to be uh, limited effect because. Punching him in the face isn't so much threatening him to shut up as as it is, uh, you know, hitting him before he can make a sound. Um, So he's probably going to, like, cry out in pain anyway. All right. Well, let's see what we do. I got a four. So partial. All right. Um, In that case... um, I am going to uh, tick the uh, Foghound's alerted clock twice, which brings you guys up to four. Um, so they are you. You hear you hear a voice say, um, "You you uh, punch him in the face," and he cries out, uh, and and like he goes, "Oh!" and and flips over and and you know face plants on the bed. Um, you you got off a really good shot. Uh, you, you felt bones crack under your fist. Um, but you hear, you hear someone say, what the hell was that? Um, and, uh, another voice, uh, go, go check it out. It sounded like it came from the passenger cabins. Um, so what do uh, you do? Does one of you, one of you has command, right? I have commands. You should command him to tell us where the money is. All right, I'll try that. I will get right in his face. This is the guy you just punched, right? Yep. Look, my friend is very punch-happy, as you can see. If you do not tell us where the money is, I am going to let him do as he wishes to you. Um, okay, uh, yeah, command. Uh, I'm going to say that is um, that is risky, um, but it it will have great effect. You have you have proven to him that you will do violence to him unless he, you tell him what he wa- he, he tells you what he wants. To, unless he tells you what you want to know. God damn it! I have words. one. I have one dot I'll, to do with. Anyone able to help I will, me? I will spend a stress. Yeah, I will spend a stress to help you. 
Uh, as as Wisp is saying that, I uh, Needle just like stands over his shoulder and glares menacingly at the guy. Uh, can I ask what the silence potion vial does? Um, let me see. I will look it up. So that lets me roll one more die, right? Yeah, you yes, get an extra correct. die. Welp. Welp. I rolled two ones. Oh. That's a crit fail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, give me a second. I'm just looking up James's thing. And the... Uh, the silence potion vial a vial of golden liquid that negates all sound within ten paces of the drinker for a span of several moments so okay uh it it you are you are definitely um if you if you were to chug that thing real fast uh its effect would definitely encompass him. Uh, he he is terrified and is about to cry out for help. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I probably should have drank that before we came into the room, but... Well, but then he wouldn't be able to talk and tell us where the money is. That's true. Well, and then if I drink it now, he won't be able to talk and tell us where the money is. Well, it's, he's not going to tell us. I think that's... All right. Yes, yeah, so uh, I, I guess if he's about to cry for help, then I will definitely drink this potion. Okay. Um, so yeah, you you chug it, and the room goes silent uh, as as you see this this guy taking a big breath and and just shriek. He turns he turns red, uh, and then looks puzzled because he screamed and no sound came out. Um, he he takes a breath and he looks like he's going to scream again. Um, and about that time, uh, you, you feel, uh, the, the weird sudden onset of pressure that, uh, that accompanies the, the effect of the silence potion, uh, starts to waver. So, uh, it's going to give out any second now. Um, what do you do? Um, can I, uh, Use a stress to set up a thing, uh, like a, a flashback, um, where while we were sneaking towards the doorway, I set up a bunch of barrels to fall over and have one fall overboard so that it causes a distraction uh, to make them think that somebody just jumped off the strip. Um, sure. Uh, what approach do you want to use for that? So that, I'll, call that a, I'll call that a one stress flashback. Uh, I want to say finesse. Um, okay. I uh, cleverly uh, lopsided, uh, you know, stacked some of these barrels uh, with uh, some stuff I play- I found and tucked it under there so they were definitely off balance. And if things got bad, I can throw something at it to completely have it fall down. Um, 
All right. Um, I, I'm going to say that requires a little more prep than than what you reasonably had time to do in the time you were sneaking across the deck. So this is probably something you would have to say you you snuck on board earlier and and set this up. Um, so I'll call that I'll call that too stress. Fine. Um. And then I'm going to say I'm going to say that it is controlled since you were, you know, you had your you had um, plenty of time to get this done. Um, well, not actually, it would be it would be risky because you're you you snuck into enemy territory um, and it is uh, standard effect. All righty. So I rolled the five. Okay. All right. So in that case, give me a second here. All right. Um, so in that case, I'm going to say that uh, it it goes off, um, but it has it has reduced effect. Um, so it it is a distraction, uh, but it's it's kind of tipped them off to the to the fact that there's something else going on here. So uh, it, it it only is going to buy you a few minutes before they come uh, looking, you know, uh, at the passenger cabins. Uh, well, since everything, there's no sound right now, right? Currently, yes. Everything is silent. Uh, I think I'm just going to shoot this guy then. I mean, we came here to kill him. Okay. Or, well, uh, so I, I I look at the two of you and kind of like gesture towards one of the mini guns I have under my coat and like raise my eyebrows and shrug like, do you think I should? I give the thumbs up. I give a shrug. <laughs> All right, I I just pull out a pistol and shoot the guy in the head. All right, um, I'm not even gonna have you roll for that. Um, the uh, he he starts to shriek again. Uh, he starts to shriek again, and uh, when when he sees you draw the pistol, um, and the the smell of gun smoke fills the air. Uh, you, you don't hear the report of the, of the pistol, but you see the, the flash of the shot. Um, and, and he slumps over dead on the bed. Um, so the, uh, the murder part of your, uh, mission is complete. Um, but you have to find the money and get out before the foghounds discover you here. Uh, Time to toss the room. And search his body. Um, so, uh, what do you want, what approach do you want to use to, um, search the room expeditiously? Can I use hunt? Cause I'm, I'm hunting for that specific item, like where, where he would hide it. Uh, yeah, I'd let you get away with that. Um, I'm going to say that's risky and it'll have a uh, standard effect. So I've got two dice. Does anyone want to help me? And I can roll three. 
What? Uh, um, I'll do. An- I'll throw in the stress. All right. Let's see. I got a five. Well, I got two fives, but that doesn't matter. So it's a five. Um. All right. Um. So in that case, I'm I'm gonna say that uh, you you managed to find his stash. Um, it is in the uh, he, he has he has like a, a little um, uh, valet case uh, with a with a false bottom in it, um, and you 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 know tear through uh, all of his um, papers and stuff that were in there, and and you realize that it's it should be deeper than it is. Uh, and you you tear out the false bottom and you find uh, his stash of coin. Um, All right. So pocket that. I will say. Count it later. Yeah, I will say that there is there is four coin worth of uh, silver slugs there. Okay. Um. So that is that is going to take. Um, that is going to take a load from each of you to carry. I think it's a load per coin. So I haven't it's four load any total. Of my loads, so. Yeah. All right. Well, I've used I've used one for my pistol. Uh, so I, I I'll take one. Any. Okay. So maybe two for Eric, one for James, and I. Sure. Okay. I'm I'm assuming that's okay. I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so you 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 just you you toss the you toss the bags of slugs um, to each other, and um, just about that point, uh, you see you see one of the crew members uh, holding a pistol. Um, you know, step into the doorway. Um, and and um you know they uh they point the gun into the cabin um and say uh okay everybody everybody hands up um i don't do that i shoot him okay um so go ahead uh that would be skirmish or Or uh, let me see. Uh, well, it's it's really up to you. So I would say probably skirmish is your uh, is your most viable option. It's not it's not really hunt too much because uh, you you don't you don't have cover. You're not sniping him from a distance. You're just like whirling on your feet and firing. Yeah. All right, uh, I'll shoot him. But it's a it's a fine pistol, so I think that has increased effect, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll say that's uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be desperate because he already has a gun trained on you, um, and the it's gonna have standard effect though because it's a bullet. Does anyone want to help me? What like, do we have to spend stress, or are we both are we attacking at at the same time? No, you you would spend stress. Uh, 
I mean, I'm at Anyone? six right now. I mean, uh, Eric, how's your stress looking? My stress is good. What's the stat? Uh, just need uh, a stress. Uh, skirmish. Yeah, no, right, I just yeah. need a stress. Yeah, I'll use the stress and help you out. Okay. All right. Um, so, so Wisp like uh, bats at the guy's arm to you know, you know, so he doesn't shoot uh, needle. Mm. I got a two. Oof. Um, okay, so I in that case, so I mark XP. Yeah. Um, in that case, I'm going to say that uh, you you take uh, level three harm. Um, you're you're shot in the chest. Um, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna spend armor on that. Okay. Um, so that that negates it entirely. I'll say. Um, you you are shot, but you're willing. You're wearing like a bulletproof vest. Um. You you miss him though because you you the force of the bullet like knocks you off balance. Yeah. Yeah, people that um, have generally survived from being shot by wearing a bulletproof vest say it's like getting hit in the chest with a sledgehammer. Yeah, but it's better than getting hit in the chest with a bullet. Oh yeah, yeah. no, the hundred times a hundred times. I'm just saying, like you know, people that have survived that's that that's the oh, experience yeah. they have. Um, so he he has he has rolled out of the doorway um, and and is like taking cover on the wall on the other side uh, behind the behind the wall um, and he is he is calling for for the crew members other crew members to come um, so I'll say you guys can get in two more actions before before backup comes well <sighs> the heat's on. Should we just we uh, fire? No, let's say should we make a sprint for it to get the like right off the like just jump into the water or? Well, we're still. We have, wanna... it, have they left yet, or is the ship still docked? Uh, no, the ship is still docked. Um, you guys made your play fast enough. They were preparing to set sail in an hour, and basically all you did was sneak up above decks and uh, bust in on this guy and shoot him. So. I mean, I think we could just run off the ship and onto the onto the docks and try to run away. Because then, if we jump into the water, then we're stuck in the water, and they could just shoot down at us while we swim. Yeah, I'm down unless we swim under the water. Under the um, sea. you you could you could swim under the pier under the dock, um, or you could, you could like over the rail and just make a flying jump for the, for the pier. Um, going, going to the, going to the gangway and, and walking down onto the dock would probably be a little more complicated, but it would be the, the easiest option. Um, as you know, in far, as far as it wouldn't involve athletics, it would probably involve exposing yourself to, uh, angry foghounds with pistols though. So if you picture like a like a steamer ship, um, it's it's basically like there's a there's a very thin deck with a railing, uh, and the the doorway to the cabin is is on the other side opposite the railing. Um, so you you could just vault over and either into the water or uh, try to make it onto the dock, but it's probably about a good uh, ten foot leap. Uh, 
Um, is there is there like a lantern or something in this guy's room? I, I was uh, just going to suggest we have two actions before backup arrives. Why don't we throw a lantern where this guy is hiding? Because it's also even in our, uh, our, our load if we wanted to. Uh, we could throw a, a lantern to where he's hiding, cause a fire, distract him, and then we just book it off this boat. Yeah, that's that's right. what I was thinking. Um, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a fortune roll because um, electroplasm is a thing in this universe. So uh, I'll say high, it's a it's an oil lamp, and low, it's an electroplasm lamp. Right in the middle. Um, So that should be dealer's choice. I'll let you guys have it. Well, there's there's an oil lamp. I'll let you guys have it. Okay. So uh, someone just throws the lamp at the guy, and then we run the fuck away. All right. Um, which which approach do you want to use to see how effective it is? Prowl. Is it? Uh, I can use skirmish. I got two in skirmish because uh, it is like a direct fight. I am throwing okay. it at him. Oh, so you're trying to just hurt this guy specifically? Yeah, I mean, and the the lantern should shatter and cause a fire, which would create a distraction as well. So we might get two for one here. Okay, see see how you do. Um, I'll let you get away with it with, with skirmish. A pair of fives. Um. Okay. Um. So I'll I'll say the you guys are still in the room and you're you're throwing the lantern where at him. Yeah. All right. Uh. So you toss it. Um. And it it does break at his feet. Um. But just as he's um. Just as he's kind of turning to to aim back into the room to shoot you, um, so it it breaks in such a way that it sets the deck between you and the water on fire. Um, he is engulfed in flame, though uh, his his oil spatters on his clothing and it catches, uh, and he goes up. Uh, there's a scream, and he kind of backpedals and falls overboard over the railing. Um, but now the deck in front of you guys is slightly on fire. Uh, wait, in front of us or behind us? Um, well, you guys were all in the stateroom, uh, so the the lantern popped. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't really um, slate. It wasn't really uh, Slash's intention uh, to break the thing you know, right in front of the door, but because of the way the guy hit it, that's where it landed. Um, so the deck, the deck between you guys and the railing is on fire. Oh. Well, maybe it's time to go overboard then. Or is that the railing you're talking about? Um, well, you going overboard right now would would involve like vaulting over some fire. Okay. Well, um, 
It's not on. It's not. It's not like impossible, but uh, it's it's an extra hazard to navigate around. Um, can my unusual weapon be a fire extinguisher? Um, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, wait, no, we want the fire, so that wouldn't help, actually. Um. I mean, it would look kind of badass, it would look kind of badass to take a running leap over the, over the fire and just jump overboard. And we are daring, that's our thing, so, that fits with that. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I was going to go for. Yep. I'll do it. All right. Um, so let me know what approach you guys are using. Are we doing this as a group activity since we're all going to do it? Can we use Prowl? Um, I mean, that's 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 kind of more like gingerly edging your way around the door so that you don't get burned by the fire. Yeah. I have one point in finesse. Anyone got more than that? I have, I have zero. zero. Okay. Can I hunt for a good path <laughs> to leap over the fire with? Yeah. Uh, there, There isn't one. Or I should Can say, I there's, on, there's only one. Can I yell out a command as I leap over the fire? Can I attune uh, myself to the water? Well, I guess it seems like finesse would be the one, so I'm just going to have to roll and take the sucky one. Right? Uh, finesse would probably be... Yes. Finesse is probably your best bet. Um, what's the what's the standing and results? Effect? Yeah, so the the position the position is definitely going to be desperate, um, but because it's because it's very cinematic, I'll say that it'll have great effect, and also because it's eleven thirty. Um, if you if if you make it, then uh, you will look incredibly badass as you you know leap to the dock or. Uh, dive into the water and uh, and swim under the dock and and to your escape. And here's the thing: if we accidentally set ourselves on fire while jumping out, we're landing in the water right after. That's true. All right, let's see what I do. I got well, so, good. I rolled two dice. I got a one and a two. So I roll two since I have no dots. I roll two dice and take the lower result. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Five. Okay. Well, I got a one. Um, and James? I got a six. You got a six. Okay, so, um, you take, you take a stress well, for ACOS. Point of prowess. Um, but, um, I'll say that, uh, Slash just kind of looks at his two compatriots and says, okay, boys, follow me, and then just takes a, a running leap. Uh, Slash, are you going for the dock or the or the water? I think the water would be the best part uh, to aim for right now. Soft landing, and we could just... And we could go under the under the boat, under the dock. We can avoid being seen 
and swim to a certain area where we're, we're going to be out of harm's way. Okay. Uh, so yeah, um, Slash, you, you take a running leap, um, soar gracefully over the flame, and then uh, dive overboard. Uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of like a very smooth arc. Um, there's a there's a shot from from underneath as the flames uh, you know lick at your clothing, um, but you you just sort of reach the zenith and then um, you know put your arms forward and and make like a perfect dive into the water. Um, uh, Wisp, uh, you you go next. And it is it is slightly less graceful, um, but you you do manage to you do manage to make it. Uh, Needle, you're the last one on deck. You hear the footsteps of the foghounds uh, coming toward the stateroom, uh, and you just uh, you know <laughs> and take a, a very um, ungraceful looking leap over the side. Um, you you whack your shin against the against the um does he belly the, flop the into railing. the water yeah and and you Ouch. you kind of you kind of uh do a an ungraceful flip and and belly flop um it's it's more of a back flop actually um but uh you you're you're kind of disoriented but um you you feel uh, slash and wisps hands just sort of grab you and they pull you under the pier, um, and you you hear voices from the ship. Uh, somebody was in here. They just jumped overboard. Fuck. Um, you know, bring bring the buckets of water. They've set a fire. Uh, you know, and and uh, you you two go ashore and see if you can find them. Um, so you guys, you guys manage to um, between between being under the pier, they don't see where you went, um, and you can you can hide out long enough, um, avoiding them that they they don't find you. Um, so you have accomplished your mission and earned four coin. Well, for now, we want to maybe give that back to. The bull hooks, right? That was kind of our idea. The whatever hooks, the bill hooks. The bill hooks, yes. You can you can Maybe do that we'll, if you want. Well, we'll give that back, and well, we'll see. Uh, we could we could talk about that next time. Yeah. Um. So you pay off. Let's see. Um. The crew. Let's let's do this real quick. Um, the crew earns two rep per score by default, uh, and they are one one tier higher, so you guys get three rep for that. Okay. Um, you you got your coin, um, and then heat. Um, you after a score, uh, the crew takes heat. Add plus one heat for a high pro- profile, a well connected target. Um, let's see. Uh, I would I would call that uh, contained as a base, so that's two heat. Um, and two heat right. because killing because killing was involved, so that's four heat. Um. Yes. Okay. Oh no, we don't because we have crow's veil. You don't take extra heat when killing is involved on a score. Oh great! Uh, so that, yeah, just just two heat. 
Um, and so crew XP, uh, we marked, did we execute a successful accident, disappearance, murder, or ransom operation? We did that. Uh, contend with challenges above your current station. Did we do that? Um, well, the Foghounds are a tier above you, so yeah. Um, bolster your crew's reputation or develop a new one. I don't think we did that. Express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew. I think we did that. Yeah. Killing folks to make so money. That's, so that's and with a daring escape. I, I would give you guys I would give you guys the crew's reputation since your rep your rep is daring, um, and and you did set a fire and then leap through it to escape. Cool. All right. So then that's four crew XP. We're on our way. Um, then we got to do our then, individual XP, right? Uh yeah. Uh, so let's see. Did I? I I believe I addressed a challenge with tracking or violence. Um, yep, you punched that dude in the face instead of instead of threatening him to shut him up. Uh, and I expressed my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Because he was talking with all that stuff with the crown and yeah, the emperor. Oh, the I the would, last jump was it? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, that's I'm I'm done. That that last jump you said it was a desperate action, right? Uh yes. And when I roll when I roll a desperate action I mark XP in that action's attribute? Yep, that's yep. correct. Alright. Um, and then you guys do your uh personal XP. Let's see. I don't know if I... Maybe I... I addressed the challenge with arcane power by using... By, you know, talking to my spirit friends to aid... To get our information. Is that... Does that oh, and, count? The, and the box. The box. Yeah, you got... Um, you you talked box, to Lydia's yeah. ghost and that got you out of, out of the bind. So, yeah, that's... Um, I would give you the XP for that. Well, that could be twice. Yeah. That's two XP. Yeah. All right. The other stuff, though, I don't think I did. Um, express my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I didn't really get into that. I didn't really struggle with issues from my vice or traumas. I mean, my my vice, I didn't really struggle with issues from it. I, I in, indulged in it, but I didn't really yeah. Yeah. struggle. Yeah, No, nobody overindulged or had any consequences because of that. So no one gets that point. Um, I would, I would give you that you expressed your beliefs or drives though, because, uh, every, so, so ghosts in this world are inherently like, uh, terrifying and unpleasant and angry and, and you always approach them with, um, you know, compassion and, uh, willingness to, to hear them out and help them out. Uh, even, even when they stab you with, uh, with flying knives, um, <laughs> So I, I would give you the XP for that. All right. And these extra XP go in the playbook, not in any of the stats. 
I think yes. these 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 you can put anywhere. Oh. I'll do the playbook. Oh yeah, no, in your playbook or an attribute, yeah. I want to keep building the playbook so I can get another special ability. Yeah. I'm two away right. from buffing up prowess, which I might do some training next time and get that. And Jamez. Well, I definitely rolled uh, for a desperate action. I think I did that more than once. Yeah, you, well, each time you do that, you mark that action's attribute. Yeah. I think you did uh, twice. And I think it was both when prowess. I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's all I really One. rolled. I didn't roll anything else. I, I either did anything with finesse, prowl, or skirmish. I didn't do anything else. Uh, and I, I I believe I did do that twice. Um, I did address a challenge with stealth. Uh, yeah, you did. I did, yeah. I did. I snuck uh, around and found out where the guy was. Oh, and that's I also two. followed... And I, again, yeah, I, I followed would, the noble around. Yeah, I would say I would say that's too because you you tailed Rosalind to uh, to get some information, and you also snuck around the boat and led the sneaking uh, a fair amount. And uh, let's see, my beliefs and drives and heritage and background. Uh, I mean, I'm not entirely sure I did any of that, mainly because uh, I mean, I did work at the soup kitchen and I did offer Telda, you know, extra helpings the next time she comes to the thing. Um, and I, and we did kill a guy. I mean, yeah, I guess I'll give it to you. Killing folks for money. Yeah, I mean, it's it pretty much, I'm, I'm also from an assassin's guild. That's kind of like my thing. And I didn't struggle with anything other. I didn't OD or anything or overindulge. All right, um, and then I'll I'll give you guys each one point to give away. Uh, I'll give I'm mine to give Eric my... to getting us out of the box. Yeah, I'll give mine to oh, Alex that's... because Alex um, was good at solving that problem with violence. <laughs> Uh, and I'll give mine to James for his smoky bomb. Yeah, smoke bomb. Got us on the boat. I, I love how so often with us, the extra XP is just basically asking, how can each one of us um, say something for each one of us so we each get an extra XP? <laughs> yeah. It, it encourages us to be nice to each other at least once yeah. during a game. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. So I, I think this session is going to be boatload of trouble. Yeah, okay. Um, I can see that. What are, you guys, what are you guys thinking about this? Is uh, Questions, comments, suggestions, anything you'd like to see more of or less of if we play this ever again? I like it. I want to see more James. Me too. I, would like, I like that guy. I I want to see more of him too. I mean, I would, I would like to like actually physically see more of James because yes. I don't think we've actually been in the that's same true. room in in like eight months or I maybe would, maybe nine months at this case, point. If that's the case, I'd like to see any of James. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we were making characters for uh, um, Eclipse Face. Eclipse Face. I think was the last time we've all seen each other physically. Might be. Yeah. That was like August or September. It's been a while. Well, I'm glad you guys like this. I am exhausted, and I feel like I kind of lost the thread of it for a bit. Um, <laughs> but we will. <laughs> it's it's very late on a Friday night. Um, yep. But anyway, before we go, do we have any final will thoughts? Um, uh, I'm glad I'm not bloated in uh, spirit. <laughs> 